Viva Canivo! Viva! Viva Canivo! Oh my god. Everybody, what the fuck is wrong with our generation today of movie makers? Put your whole backstory in a goddamn three minute song right. and you're done. Right. Fast forward. You just cut 35 minutes out of the movie. Right. What modern person would have the best, should have the coolest fucking theme song? Like, Explain to explain their whole character, like Moon Knight just came out. No one knows who Moon Knight is. No. Moon Knight should have a theme song. But up, Moon Knight. He's a man in a white dress. I, I he's know everything I need a, to know about him. Now. You know, he's gonna be a Batman. I feel like he's an old friend of mine just from that two lines you did. Thank so. you. Exactly. Yeah. So Marvel, hello. I'm ready for that Disney money. Yeah. I don't want to write their shit because they're gonna ruin it. But I'll write the theme song. And I'll collect all that fucking money. Somebody right needs. I mean, we used to be said it all through Black Exploitation History Month. You just theme songs, bring them back. Wow, right? You just brought me to a great point. That was the most perfect segue ever. That's what I do? So, two hundred and one episodes. Two hundred and one up. Everybody, we're starting in the next patch of a hundred. Episode yeah. two hundred one. Yeah. You never thought we could do this, and I we forgot know. that we did all the other ones. So we were surprised when we got to two hundred two. Yeah, but here we are. Murray, we talk all the time about how we inspire everything across the world. We're all uh, we're we, influencers. We're influencers. Yeah. I watch Jeopardy every night. You pop in every once in a while. Yeah, our trivia is constantly on there, and it's funny because you get to see the people who listen to our show. I definitely saw a guy who was at Wembley. He knew all the answers to our category. I mean, Sakanagi Cockbox on there. Uh, you have oh, was it the, the question? This cheese was used. <laughs> To stop Tim from getting his dick sucked behind a dumpster. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so uh, our influence everywhere. You can't come to America yeah, without seeing the uh, you know likeness of, of course, me and Murray. Right. It's the only place you can see it. It's also in the Criterion world. Criterion collection. Criterion collection has a bunch of movies up inspired just by us. Let's let's name off a couple of these here. Right here, we got Truck Turner. Featuring Great. Truck classic. Turner. Classic. We did it, of course. Well, it featured Isaac Hayes. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, well, by the way, another great theme song. Exactly. Another fucking great theme song. What else do we have in here? I know. Black Caesar. And, of course, that's where you get to hear all about Is, the perfect Black Caesar salad. Yeah, they talk all about There's actually a, a little uh, inner side thing, a little bonus thing. They show you how to make. They get uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah. It shows you how to make the proper black seeds. How to grow so. the tomatoes to the well, correct whiteness. Because it. yeah. it's all about the tomato, yeah. as we know. 66% red, yep. 33% green, 1%, I'm not even going to say. <laughs> that's right. Yellow. So that's also something the Criterion channel does when you subscribe Did to they, it. Did uh, they, by the way, uh, they the Criterion collection do the Mac? Because that's a very under, underrated episode. You need to listen to that. I'm, Murray, really, I'm getting really angry that no one's listening to the Mac. I, I regret to tell you they did not, but yeah. the next one they did do, yeah, we did this one a while ago, Three the Hard Way. Is it all black exploitation? No. Okay. There's just like a handful of them, and they're, of course, all the ones that were inspired by yeah, us. Yeah, well, we have great we did taste. Them. We know, yeah. yeah. They tried to contact us, but I had my phone off at the time. 
Yeah, I do that too. I get so tired of all the accolades. It's too much. Because it, 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 it's going to make us soft if we start believing our own Exactly. Hype. And so it's like when, when we checked on the first day, because, you know, after like the first few hours, me and Murray will check to see how the numbers are doing. Yeah. And Well, Mattingly does, and he brings it to us. That's true. he's that's got true. on like a ticker tape thing, like Gomez Adams had. Oh, yeah. Thing, like, well, yeah. how I like him to do it is I'll be sitting on my chase lounge, of course. Yeah, of course. Being fanned. Being fanned. Oh. And he'll stand over me with a stack of money and just for every download I'll throw a $100 bill into my face so that's how I like it well, that's a true money shot it's a true money shot <laughs> yeah. and uh, when the bills just kept rolling I was like wow people showed up for the 200 episode who would have well, thought well they showed up it was amazing it was it was 3 and 20 minutes 20 minutes 21 minutes that's right of am- amazement um, great guest by the way thank you Paul London for thank showing you, up for that I can't he'll remember. be back by the way I think we've done this movie Friday Foster Yes, we have. Friday Pam Foster's Greer. up there. Yeah, Pam Greer. Uh, what else do we got here? I know we got a couple more. <laughs> no, we haven't done that one yet. JD's Revenge. No, we haven't. I, mean, I have seen that, but we yeah. haven't done it yet. Trouble Man. Another classic. Such a fucking good movie. I kept bringing that movie up when we were doing our recent Black Exploitation Month. Oh, was there any more in here? That Black Belt Jones. So yeah, yeah, we were. Nobody cared about black exploitation movies until we brought it to the you know, public's attention. Everyone was like, "Our black." There was no such thing as Black Exploitation History Month until we created it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's true. I mean, our black exploitation numbers take a hit because people are afraid of what black exploitation movies are. Right. They don't understand. It's us talking about the excellence of black actors. Yeah. And so they stay away from it because that's what we've trained. This America to do. Yeah, I know. can't talk it's, about it anymore. You can't talk about beautiful original screenwriters and screenplays and awesome actors. Can't not if it. they're black, no. Not if they're black. No. Unless they're Will Smith. Then yeah. they can get away with whatever they want. Yes, he's safe. All right, Murray. We I'm glad you brought up all those 70s movies because we're going to talk about a 70s icon. How did this man today? make it that high? I don't know. I, I mean... I'm guessing you've you've heard obviously you've you've heard of Evil Knievel, right? But hundred percent. But you don't really know anything about the backstory, of Evil Knievel. I like I knew about a guy because he was even on fucking screensavers back in the day. They would do little Evil Knievel, the red, white, and blue motorcycle going over jumps. That's my first connection to Evil Knievel was going through like those old fucking computer stores and seeing the screensaver, and I would stare at it. There is something about that man. He knew what he was doing when he put on that outfit and yeah. jumped over shit. It just was cracked to my seven-year-old brain. Because he's a he's an amazing uh, promoter. Not a great bike, bike jumper, but he's a great promoter. There's something about the 70s. It just bred promoters and everything. Well, we didn't have much, you know. I yeah. mean, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have video games. And if you knew how to sell it, you could get people into a fucking right. audience. Yeah, he, that and he ha- knew how to promote himself. I'll give him that. Yeah, it doesn't and, happen anymore. But. Yeah, I mean, if you were you were a child of the seventies, Evil Knievel was one of your heroes. Great fucking name, first of all, Robert Evil Knievel. <laughs> waiting for me to say something? Yeah, I was. Um, I'm also fighting back some uh, drainage here. Oh, okay, that's nice. That's fun. Um. I, I often think about the Harvey Birdman episode they did about him. Oh, I, yeah. That, that, yeah, because that was a character that was obviously based on Evil Knievel. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. Yeah, he was. it's just amazing the uh, how 
in the spotlight, in the public's mind, he was for the brief moment in the 70s. As far as I remember, he always crashed. Yes. I don't remember him ever doing anything right. And then this is how it shows that what a great promoter he was because in the 80s, his son, Robbie, who was in Ninja 3 Domination, great episode, he successfully did almost all – I mean, nobody's going to fucking do Snake River, jump a fucking gulch. canyon. Is it a gulch or a canyon? It's a canyon. It's not as big as uh, Grand Canyon, he, which he wanted to do too, but the this like Arizona was like, we're not allowing you to do that. You're not yeah, gonna yeah, fucking, yeah. You know, jet fuel everywhere and shit. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, I was telling Griff, I just the one I just think – because I was born in 74, so I didn't – I wasn't really – and you know, I was too. I was like a little little kid when Evil Knievel was hot. But I do remember. I and I think it was his final. Might have been his final jump. He was going to jump some sharks, Shark Tank, because you know Jaws was a very hot movie at the time. This is so. This was seventy seven. So I was. It was January seventy seven. So I was almost three years old, and I it stuck in my brain. I remember this. So that's how ubiquitous Evil Knievel was. That a, a barely three year old. Tim Murray remembers this. So, yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And it's a shame we don't have these kind of people, these characters anymore. We're not allowed to be a character anymore. We were we were talking before uh, we started recording how Evil Knievel, clean-living guy in the movie, hardcore alcoholic in real life, so much so that he had cirrhosis of the liver, needed a liver transplant, and he got one. And that's one of the reasons why I, I'm kind of like, I like the idea of organ transplant, but I don't want my fucking liver going to some douchebag that's been drinking fucking liquors. I want like somebody who had some disease they had nothing to do with, you know? And it they, would uh, be like if Kid Rock came down with something serious, right. you know, one of his fans, one of his fucking dull-headed fans would be like, here's my body for you. And Kid Rock would just go kill himself anyways, the fucking overprivileged well, piece that, of that, shit. That's the worst... Uh, Example of that is the guy from the Mamas and the Papas. He had cirrhosis of the liver because he was an alcoholic, drug addict, piece of shit. Yeah. Got a liver transplant, immediately started drinking again as soon as he got a fucking right. liver transplant. Yeah. And he, then he died a few years later because he's a, a fucking idiot. I'm sure he did like a, a dozen different like interviews with ABC and shit to be like, I'm so thankful I found the man in the sky now. And no, he wasn't. He was upfront about the fact that he was still drinking again. He oh, didn't okay. even hide it. That's oh. how what a douche he was. Wow. And I just go, man, there's probably somebody, some poor person who got like cancer of the liver or something, who need a liver transplant, and they died because this fuckwad's rich asshole got it. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. That's really fucked, in fact. Yeah. But so evil was such a drunk. <laughs> there was he had a cane that he had whiskey inside the cane. Jesus Christ. But you wouldn't know it by watching this movie, because according to this movie, Evil Knievel was second only to Jesus as the most perfect individual ever to walk the planet Earth. No, we both know because we did the research, constantly researching. Constantly scanning IMDb. This podcast, we do the most extensive research. Right. Like, I I fashioned my hair into Evil Knievel's hair. Beautiful hair, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Rock star. Rock star, if you will. And I am, of course, wearing the leather because... Of course, if you're going to do a stunt like the We're greatest podcast... We're both wearing jumpsuits right now. Yeah, if you're going to do a stunt like I the greatest... I wonder which came first. I'm guessing Elvis came first, but like they both had those jumpsuits. Well, yeah, it was definitely Elvis. But Elvis had the studs. He couldn't do the studs because when he... Well, he's is, an American hero. He's got to wear... When he's sticking the landing, you know, those things would heat up and just burn themselves into his flesh. So oh. you can't have those on your pants. you got to yeah. just straight leather. American-made, probably... He probably wrangled the cow himself. 
Because that's the most official way to wear leather. It's to kill the cow yourself. Well, yeah, we all do that. I mean, that's the only way. That's how you get into Venhala, as we learned. Venhala? On our Warrior episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing very great, by the way. I hope it's not bots, because it's, it's doing really so great. good. So one of the big messages of this movie, as you talked about, this is clearly... So we both know that Robbie Evil Knievel wrote and directed and produced this movie. And so he was... Actually, he didn't. It was it was an Irwin Allen production, and I'm just bringing that up because Irwin Allen was really big in the 70s. He would he would he did the disaster movies like Towering Inferno, Poseidon Adventure, and his thing was, and he did it in this movie, uh, a, a cast of stars like you'd get washed up stars that were big in the back in the old days, like Gene Kelly in this one, Marjo Gortner, Marge, and then you had up and comers like Marjo Gortner. So that was like his shtick. He would do so. Like Towering Inferno had a ton of famous people in it. Poseidon Adventure too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red yeah. Buttons is in Poseidon Adventure too, and he plays the fucking sh- uh, the shyster promoter in this movie. Oh, that was that guy. Okay, yeah. No, not Will Ben. Yeah, so that was Erwin Allen's shtick. He would do that, and he, it worked. But this is clearly heavily inspired by Evil's own image of himself. Where if he yeah. sh- he realized that he needed to get rid of the alcohol, and if he did, he would be Jesus Christ. Well, he realized he was a, a hero of the children, so he's like, I have to clean my image up. And okay. like, we, like we just said, he's a brilliant promoter. Right. I mean, he's on the level of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like, he, he is. Just he's need, a real American, too. He just needed to do the like the whole fucking hustle up, ear to the, or hand yeah. to the ear thing. He's Hulk Hogan. I did show Kayla the finger wag the other day because yeah. I was showing her how to take a sleeper hold and let your hand drop the two right. times. You, wow. And then I said, and then the third time what you do is you stick your finger <laughs> and then knock it back and forth. I'm like just a, learning. Griff's into some rough stuff. He likes to put his girl into a sleeper hold. I, you know what? It's, is that your thing? Like, you want him unconscious? Like, I don't want to drug. <laughs> it's like, is that how you get around drugging them? You're like, I just put her in a sleeper hold. She knew I was doing it. Well, you know all about our consent forms. We wrote them together. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, if you enter the studio, you have to sign a consent form. And it's not, it's not a and signature. We, it's a rumpologist type thing where you <laughs> have to put ink on their butt and have them slap <laughs> it to a piece of paper. Good call back to Rambo. Another great episode. I know. Murray, we are promoting the fu- <laughs> evil Knievel <laughs> spirit. Is inspired in us, us, yeah. And we're promoting ourselves for yeah. once. That's why March More Madness was such a huge success. Because evil, the spirit of evil, was in us. So this movie's big message, of course, is that alcoholism, it's pretty okay. We have it's a acceptable, yeah, we, yeah. That is a horrible drunk. He literally has a handle <laughs> of liquor and just tops it every night. And they're just like, no big deal. Because this character gets in trouble later. And he's like, will? Drugs? Never. Alcohol? Yeah. Right. Drugs never, and he's a horrible human. Well, being. Evil Knievel has the perfect conservative mindset, especially for the seventies, where drugs, low life scum, dude. Yeah, drugs. he's big on the war. Uh, but war alcohol, on drugs. sophisticated adults drink alcohol, right? I mean, you just pour some bitters and like uh, <laughs> fucking uh, grenadine in there, and you're fancy. <laughs> right. Maybe like a square ice cube. Oh yeah, a cube rather, because that's the geometric one. Yeah, I think all ice cubes are cubes. That's why they're called ice cubes. Fuck me. <laughs> what about the half croissant ones? Those are some highfalutin ones. <laughs> wait, like like wait. The, the balls? The, 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 they got refrigerators that make well, the ball ones? I got the balls. Wow. Yeah. You got big balls. Well, I had to buy a silicone mold for it. But oh. there's a hole at the top, so they're actually nipples. Oh, So it, it, it feels like I'll, I'll show, you, show you one here when we go to trailer. You're all missing <laughs> out on our video feeds that are up. 
yeah. on secret internet 2.0. <laughs> yeah, on the dark web. We yeah, have you got to go on the dark web if yeah. you actually want to see us. But yeah, see, so he's got a Jesus complex. Alcohol, great. No matter how much you consume. He, Evil Knievel wasn't afraid to be a role model. You can learn from this Charles Barkley. He wa- he embraced being a role model to children. Yeah. Okay. He even had a beautiful speech. He's like, hey, kids. Well, let's not, let's not sell it. What, what oh, you want to wait for it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Let's not even wait at, waste any more time at the top half here. All right, everybody. Let's get ready to crash and burn with this trailer for Viva, Viva Knievel. There is only one, number one, this one. The greatest and bravest show in the world, Evil Knievel. The one and only Evil Knievel, the world's most incredible daredevil, who puts his life on the line with every death-defying jump, makes his dramatic film debut in Viva Knievel. Also starring Gene Kelly. Dad? I'm Tommy, your son. Red buttons. What is this? Judgment Day? You're not my judge and jury. I didn't kill anyone. Lauren Hutton. Stop it! You ate stuff! I've had a front row seat at this ugly spectacle. No one should know something. I think you're both the worst. Marjo Gortner. Hey, the Lord wants to kill you, and your buddy will, too. Why? Chase is on. Evil Knievel bets his daredevil skills against deadly odds. In a story packed with rip-roaring excitement. And the excitement is non-stop. We open up this movie and we're seeing this beautiful sky and we see a shooting star reach across it and you know Jesus has arrived. Right, yeah. The magi, the magi are looking for some exactly. evil. And of course they brought Frankens and Myrrh and... Franken, yeah, Al Franken and Al Franken, Tim Murr. Tim Murr. And, Not uh, to be confused with Tim Murray. Uh, yeah, what was it? Frankincense, Myrrh and gold? I think it was gold. Uh, I thought, yeah. I'd rather have gold than frankincense. Well, that's the life of Brian. Franken nonsense. Yeah. Oh. I uh, like that. So we're at an orphanage. Kids, nobody cares about. All boys orphanage. Catholic. And we see this mysterious character. We don't see him. We just see a big box. Yeah, of course, it's huge. You think he's bringing in like a mini fridge or something? Right. But it's better than that because he walks in and he goes, "Hey, Billy, Billy, get up." And it's not Billy. Excuse me, Red Brown arrived. Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> he's like, and it's not Billy. It's Joe. I don't know what these kids talking names. And he's like, no, Billy's over there. And then it's like, but it's like, he's like evil. And these kids are so excited because apparently evil just hangs out at this orphanage. And he's like, was this supposed to be Christmas or was it just 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 an every? Is it just an evil visit? No, Christmas. You see, evil is spitting in the face of Christmas because well, he's saying. He, you give kids gifts all the time. You know what it is? Not just Christmas. It's his birthday. Because Christmas is Jesus' birthday. So today's evil's birthday. I wonder what 
what day that would be? Because he's got the American flag thing. Flag day. It's flag uh, day. Fourth of July, yeah. Wait, is Fourth of July flag day? No, it's not. Yeah, it's it's the other one, flag day, which, of course, is June 8th. Juneteenth, I don't know. Well, that's very different. Um, and it's like, no, we, Griff, he's not bringing a refrigerator. He's bringing the latest fucking Evil Knievel merch to these kids. Is it like the one with the tire that you reach back? Reach you back? Better, you better believe it. You racket it back. Those are great. Back. I loved those as a kid. Those, those were really cool. Yeah. They st- or, or you had the ripcord. Yeah. The ripcords were even cooler because right. Beyblades came out. Oh, boy, yeah. you let them rip. And that was the tagline. But did you notice when he found Billy was on the other side of the room, Evil slaps him awake. He slaps the kid in the face to wake him up. Well, come on. It's the 70s. Richard Dawson's kissing everyone yeah. on the mouth. It's okay, people. Everyone's yeah. flipping out over Will Smith. It's okay. Yeah. You can slap a child in the face to wake him up. And it looked about as hard as Will Smith slapped right. Chris Rock. Yeah. And so and he's ecstatic, much like uh, the dude from the last Kojak episode we did, the drug uh, rehab guy. He's ecstatic to get slapped by evil. It's a compliment. It is a compliment. I mean, fuck. He went and sat down and said, fuck around and find out. And then the kid came to fuck around. He wanted to see what was in the box. And it's all these evil merch, and they're just loving it, eating it up. Thankfully, this time it was not a severed head. It was... Ugh. Beautiful yeah. evil merch. They're losing their mind until the fucking crotchety uh, Mother Superior comes in. Oh, Faith and Bacora uh, evil. What are you doing waking these kids up? Jesus, man. Always with the fucking, what's it called? Sisters and their habits. Uh, and their habits of ruining fun. But we learn evil can charm the panties off a, a fucking nun. He just goes up to her, flashes some bling. He's like, oh, He's like, don't worry, kids. I got it. Well, Murray, I recognize what he did. I know you don't want to say this because you don't believe in touching a sister, but he does do a little fanny slap, and then he shakes his hand right in front of her, and she's like, that is he, a And he hypnotized her with that bling on his fucking hand. He does wear nine rings. Yeah. It is impressive. And they, he, they go out, and he's, she's like, you can't be exciting these kids. And he's like, oh, sister, I got that fudge you've been wanting. Oh, and that geez. just shuts her up. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, I'm. And then he, he he did a slight burn on her. Do you notice that she's like, oh, I'm gonna like. He's like, he's gonna make it. It'll go f- straight to my hips. And he's like, nobody will notice. Yeah, you're a fat bitch. And then he just walks out smiling. <laughs> she, and she's smiling too. He slapped her in the face. It was yeah. just like, well, was, yeah. Like, I know. I'm wondering, Murray. You bring up the rings. How much weight they contribute to his hands and he turned him around so they were on the inside well yeah of course because oh, yeah. he wants to leave that imprint right. because then she can look in the mirror and think i've been blessed by same fucking right. uh evil yeah he laid hands upon me same fucking evil <laughs> that is that a is that a ghost song same no it's evil? uh it's the worst metallica album of all time saint evil oh my god uh, it is oh no but so we've already much like the the opening uh song we've set we know what evil is. He's the perfect godlike character. Yeah, here to wash away our sins. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you thought Chris Kringle was cool. No, Evil Knievel is cool. Right. So we got to go. Uh, we're going to the next morning. He's only going to be in California for a couple more days. Then he's got to hop over to Las Vegas and probably hop over a couple buildings or something. You right, know, yeah. throw a craps. You know, take a couple bets in midair. I can't yeah, he's going to throw the that. craps as he's jumping. He's going to hit boxcars. And uh, I believe he was going to pull out a marble and throw it, and it was going to go onto the roulette wheel. Yeah. That's going to be really cool. And right. he's going to win the bet, too. 
Of course, he's of course, evil yes. can evil. Yes. And we're in Long Beach. Scream for me, Long Beach. That's a, anyone? That's a an Iron Maiden joke for anybody. Oh, okay. Scream for me loud. <laughs> and he says he's checking out. He's got. It's warm up day. Yeah, we're, we're we're prepping everything. We meet. This is where we meet Will. Oh, played Lord. by. I feel so bad for Gene Kelly having Gene Kelly was a huge fucking star at one time. Yeah, and he's relegated to this. Was he relegated, or did they pay him in alcohol? And he was like, <laughs> "Can I be drunk the whole time?" And they're like, "You're evil's bad side in life. You're everything right. evil hates, and he hates being an alcoholic. So of course you can." Right. He, he, well, he, he hates. Yeah, he hates anyone who can't handle their liquor. He loves liquor, but people can't handle their liquor. Evil hates. Oh, okay. And so, so poor Gene Kelly, who was like probably sixty at the time, father of a ten-year-old in this movie, but he's like sixty. Yeah, yeah. well, and, come on, he's following around with Evil Knievel. You know, he's going behind the dumpster <laughs> under the bleachers. He's this angry, ornery drunk. Is he at one time was Evil's uh, mentor? Mentor. He was a, a bike, bike jumper. And now he's just relegated to just fucking bike mechanic. Yeah, and you can tell it's it's hitting him hard. And we see another character involved with the whole fucking evil Knievel troop. It's his fucking, like, shyster promoter. Yeah, ben. Oh, shit. Can you not say shyster? Isn't that just like... Is that... Never mind. I'm sorry. No, you can say shyster. Okay. Well, he's trying to oversell, overbook the stadium. He's trying wow. to put lawn chairs on the ramp. And this is where he was. Yeah, wasn't he supposed to put it like, like in between the ramps? Wasn't yeah, that what he was doing? That's what he was doing. And they were yeah. like, uh, they're, they're, he looked like, um, oh my God, from the Happy Days. Ralph Mouth? No, the main character's brother. Ron Howard's brother. Chuck? Ron How- Chuck Howard? Clint Howard. Clint Howard. He reminded me of Clint Howard. Well, I was like, it, is that Clint Howard? No, it was Red Buttons, but yeah. So Ray Buttons. He, Red Buttons. Red Buttons. Are, yeah. it, wait, is he Ben? Yeah. Because I'm talking about the guy Ben was talking to. Because ben? the guy Ben oh, talking to. Oh, I didn't even, I don't even know who you were talking about. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I, just, I just remember Will and Ben talking. No, no, no. Ben okay. was talking to the guy, okay. and he's Ben is trying to overbook it. And the guy's right. like, there's not enough room for evil to get to exit the ramp. You got seats everywhere. And he's like, yeah, but it'll bring in a couple hundred extra dollars, <laughs> and that's what makes the mamas sing. And then Will rolls up, and he sees this conversation, oh, and he he's he, anything piss sets off Will. Mm-mm. So Will immediately starts strangling uh, Ben. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Evil well, needs that space. I mean, maybe Ben signed a consent form a long time ago, and so we can just knock him out and have his way with him. He's like strangling him, and then Evil he, nothing fucking ruffles Evil. Evil just goes, "Hey guys, chill, my babies." I'm sure we can work it out. I don't need any space. I'm Evil Knievel. I can land ever I want. It's okay. Wait, I thought I thought Evil was like, he, you're wrong, Ben. You can't overbook this. No, I, yeah, you're right. He was, but he's still chill about it. He was right. just like, all, all is well. Right. It was like, you can't oversell those seats, but yes, I can stop on time. Those fans would be fine, but you got to stop thinking about the money, Ben, because money is the devil's play thing. Alcohol, on the it's other the hand, root of all evil. A-OK. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, as soon as evil pops up, you know the reporters got to swarm them. I, I mean, they literally had spider ho- like spider traps in the fucking <laughs> yes. football field, and they start popping out like, evil, evil, tell it's us like, It's again. like whack-a-mole. It is whack-a-mole and they, with these well, reporters. Yeah, and they're just like, evil, 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 evil. What's going on with Jesse? And we learned that there's a, a young protege that evil had named Jesse who betrayed evil That's for more right. money. 
evil still? He's like, hey, people got to eat. They got to pay their bills. I have no issue with Jesse. It's it's very reminiscent when you see like a Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl. And they're like, Tom Brady, you're 84 years old. You're, you're fucking out there with a cane now. And Tom Brady's like, uh, I have nine rings. I'm about to go win ten. And that's evil's attitude. He's right. just like, I'm still the best. I don't give a shit if he's young. I still hit that ramp at the perfect angle. I thrust it just right, and I land it like no one has ever landed before. Better than Soli Solenberg. And someone goes, Evil, how did you get that name? I was such a good boy, they had to nickname me Evil. You know, it's like calling a... Like a, a big guy tiny. Yeah, or like a, like a, like a midget human you know it's just not it's like it's it's an oxymoron right <laughs> wait, wait a minute what did i just agree to <laughs> jesus christ i'm trying to go for the evil knievel diet and these things are just slipping right by me murray take that back no so then a, a chopper comes in celebrity photographer kate happens by this is how anderson cooper arrives on set actually right chopper lands down Lauren Hunt, uh, model Lauren Hutton, playing the role of Kate Morgan, which I, I think is a porn star name. <laughs> and she comes out. I guess she's a celebrity photographer. Can we just have Mattingly start the math of when every name is now a porn, like somebody in porn's name? Yeah. Because, I mean, at some point, there's going to be so many porn is stars. Is there an that- Ava Knievel? That sounds like a hot porn star name. She does, like, stunts. I don't know. That would... Uh. That would be really interesting to find oh. out. So uh, everybody else get on that because oh. that's not our job. No. We have too much work to do already. So she gets out and he knows her. I guess she's she's famous photographer. And he's like, oh, you're here to uh, get that jump. I'm here to watch you die. That's all I'm here for. And that kind of ruffles evil's feathers a little. Yeah. And she had some with big because he's trying to be like, oh, you're married. And so she's like, uh, it's Ms. Yeah, he's like, he's like, look here, miss. And she's like, uh, no. He's like, oh, you're married, missus. And she's like, no, 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 Ms. And he goes, oh, you're one of them. See, porn star name already taken, the Miz. That guy, that wrestler guy, I'm pretty sure he's a porn star. He's like, you're one of those, aren't you? Lesbian. And she's like, no, I'm not. I like dick. Thank you very much. But you call me Ms. Morgan. Mm. So there's already you can cut the sexual tension with a knife, Griff. I like this too because apparently she's a big name in the photography journalism world. Yeah, when when someone's gonna die, she's there to take a picture of it, right? And so he, he's like, "Oh yes, of course, Kate Morgan, the chump here to see the champ." Wow, I didn't think evil had this spiteful side in him, but when it comes to women, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, she's one of them. She's one of them? Feminist. Oh, is this third wave, fourth wave? What this wave? This is first wave. This 70s. is first wave. Oh, yeah, 70s. The yeah. worst wave. Uh, the one yeah. that ruined America. Yep. So he's like, I'll talk to you later, Ms. I got to talk to my promoter. He owes me some money. You don't, You fuck with Evil's money, then Evil gets pissed. Because Evil goes into Ben's trailer, and he's like, look here, uh, Ben. I'm not fucking doing this jump until you pay me for the last jump. Uh, but, 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 I meant to pay you, but, 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 but stuff happened. Uh, no, you're going to pay me, or I'm not doing this jump. Murray, you even added a parent to this, but before he walks in the trailer, he turns back and looks at Kate. Evil does, 
and there is sexual tension. The sparks are flying. Right. This is banter. This is how this is how you get a woman, Griff. You if you don't hate a woman when you meet her, you're never gonna love her. That's true. the way that's how love always happens starts with hate. We that's, all know that. That's very true. That's very true. Right. And that's why just as an insurance policy, whenever I meet a woman, even if I don't have any interest in her, I still do something really mean to her. Just in right. case, because you're right. it turns her on. That's you're, why you do it. The the seed don't germinate without the hate. Right. You know, plants don't grow without sun. Relationships don't start without, you know, yeah, like fucking well, pushing well, a woman out of a high yeah. chair or something. Yeah, that's what we teach our kids. That's that, why we have such great divorce rates. What, 2%, you know? 2%, that's yeah. it in America. Everywhere else in the world, it's like uh, 80. But here in America, 2. Right. We're so good. So they go into the trailer to talk about money. Before that, Ben goes... I think Will's off his fucking rocker. He almost killed me. He reeked a fucking Mad Dog 2020. Evil's just like, don't worry about it. He's drinking alcohol. No Come, drugs. Are you some kind of square? Don't you know what alcohol does? It lubricates all of your, all of your vascular system. It makes it very easy. It makes your heart stronger, okay? Because right. it makes it looser and funnier. And then he drops the whole thing. About uh, Will being his mentor, he taught me everything I know, Ben. Especially, and including how to drink like a gentleman. All right, right? he's perfectly fine. By the way, uh, Evil is—he does have like the beer helmet on, and it's yeah. got the straws into. But his it also has the American flag on it. It, of course, it has an American flag with the stars in it. Meanwhile, Bill is passed out, pissed himself. Like laying on top of the ramp that he was going to jump. Oh, but he got on. it under control. Hold on, we got it. <laughs> Are you? St- you're not leaving the trailer yet, right? <laughs> no, no. Because I love this part. Okay, we go to Will. We see him sleep. He's doing the cartoon snoring. I also love that Will measures the ramps by walking and just counting out loud. Yeah, like there is. He's drunk. Technical, yeah. He is drunk. And he, so he's is, just trying to walk a straight line. <laughs> he's trying to prepare in case he has to do a sobriety test on the road. So he's doing the alphabet backwards. He's counting up. He's yeah. counting down. He he's, does that's the thing. He doesn't know how to do it forwards anymore because he's memorized it backwards. We can <laughs> the get alphabet the, the sobriety test. He knows pi to the four hundredth uh, uh, number. Yeah. Just in case he has a sobriety he doesn't want to get test. that DUI. Yeah. That's right. It's a muscle memory for right. him. That is the only connection his brain can make anymore. But we go back inside the trailer and we see the money handoff. And for some reason, Ben has decided, as the good bookie he is, to keep the money in a golf bag. I didn't what notice that. What's this? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Because there's a nice evil line. He's like, you got my sandwich in there? And he's like, I got your sandwich in here. And he pulls out a lot of money. And I was like, I don't get this joke. A lot of lettuce. That's now I get it, yeah, Murray. Serious. See, I'm not a sandwich man. I don't yeah, get the sandwich metaphors. You gotta. So yeah, so he, he they there's a we we learned that like Ben is a shyster. He's a lovable shyster, so we forgive him like Evil does. Well, anybody associated with Evil's got to be okay, right? So even though they're a little contentious, Evil reads eyes. It, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. I didn't like that. I never really got to see Ben's eyes, so I didn't get the good read on him. But like like we said earlier, like evil is like, give me that money you owe me, and he cracks eventually. Cause first he's like he has all these excuses. He's like, I'm not doing the jump. Well, they're also fighting over the seats, the extra seats. He's like, you right. sold extra seats. Where's my cut of that? And so he lays out like three dollars in his hand. He's like, huh? He's doing a lot of good uh, face acting here. Right. I was surprised. I didn't think evil had it in him. Yeah, he's, he's he's a talented man. He should have done more movies. That's true. 
And then he finally he want Ben has so much money tied up in this jump that they're gonna do that he cracks and he gives Evil the money that he deserves. All right, are we ready? Ready for, for our villain? Our first cut over. We're gonna see our villain, and oh my god, it's Leslie Nielsen. I love this guy, Stan Millard. Evil name. Who is a straight comedic actor nowadays? Because Leslie Nielsen always played, like, even in Naked Gun, he played a buffoon, but he always played it like N- Leslie Nielsen, and that's why it worked. An airplane and everything, just straight. I don't know. I don't, I don't think there is one like I don't, that anymore. They don't exactly. make them like that anymore. Exactly. That's what everything is missing nowadays. There is zero straight men. So, uh, Stan Millard, he stole Jesse away, we learned about earlier, played by the great 70s actor Marjo Gortner, who we remember from our Star Crash episode. Mm. Great perm, rock star hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stan's going to make him a star. At least that's what Jesse thinks. And so, uh, there we, we got a little thing where we're talking, like, Jesse's like, hey, man, don't worry about evil. He understands, you know... There's not, there shouldn't be any heat between us. Right. Again, Murray, we're, let's keep it into modern terms. This is um, the Chiefs quarterback, whose name I forgot. Patrick let's, Mahomes. It's This is Patrick Mahomes, who also has great hair. Uh, not quite Marjo Gordon hair, no, but close. Quite, no. And so this is him being like, look, I want to win some Super Bowls while I'm 22 years old. And, you know, he's like, hey, kid, we'll get you there. We're going we're gonna to put the best team around you. We're going to get Tyreek Hill. It's going to be great. You're going to have a good time. Travis Kelsey, it's going to be awesome. So we learned that uh, Stan, he he's an okay promoter, not as good as our man Ben. So he's got to get some extra income by smuggling drugs. Yeah. And he's got a great plan. He's got his hook up in Mexico. Okay. M13, is that the that gang? That is MS. MS. MS13? I want to say it was MS. I feel like yeah. it was MS13. Anyway, you know, drug dealers. And they got a plan set up. They got to talk. And he's, that's why he's using Jesse because he knows Jesse has the inside scoop with, with evil. And he can evil. He knows how to tug at evil's heartstrings. There's only so many top tier quarterbacks slash stuntmen in the world. So of course right. they have like you know a kindred. It's an exclusive spirit. club. It's a kindred spirit. Even if right. they're competition, they're still like we're few in the world. So Jesse, he's like Stan is just using Jesse basically, but he doesn't know that because Jesse's high in his own supply. He's just like I'm going to be the next fucking evil can evil. So it's not so much his own supply; they're giving Jesse the drugs to keep him sedated. Well, basically, I'm talking about supply as far as just blowing smoke up his ass. Yeah, okay. And so they need Jesse to talk evil into doing these jumps in Mexico for their big plan, where they're going to smuggle drugs. And they also need Jesse to take pics of Evil's customized truck and bike so they can replicate it to use it in their big scheme. So they had to do – that's why they did the pictures. Yes. Was just so they could replicate it and hide drugs in it because the border guards would be like – I recognize Evil Knievel's interiors. Well, no, they, because I think they even mentioned, like, why don't we just steal Evil's trucks? Like, it's heavily guarded at all times, so we have to get a replica made up. But we see later that the two of them are next to each. Yeah, yeah, and they actually use Evil's truck. They don't even use their own truck. No, uh, the logic. But yeah, okay. So, so that that night, Will's. Burning the midnight oil, making sure that that uh, bike is ready. And it's like he's in the dark working on a fucking bike. Look, Will, at this point, (laughs) 
He's often, you've heard the term, he's blind drunk. He's 12 sheets to the wind. That came up on Jeopardy, and I was uh, pissed because I was like, I've never heard that idiom in I've my life. It. I mean, I fucked up. I don't know how many proper sheets there are, but I said 12. But I think it's five sheets to the wind, or maybe it's I, three. I don't know. I don't know what the proper sheets to the wind is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what a sheet is. How drunk was it's I? Sheet, at... sheet is a, like, it's like a sailing reference. The, the, oh, the, and I think most sailboats have three, so I think it's three sheets okay, to the wind. There you go. There we go. Yeah, I think we solved it. Yeah. All right. But Will... He's chugging this fucking bottle of whiskey. It's because, again, Murray, he does everything by feel at this point. He uh, listens to the clicks of the ratchet, and he's like... It's like the million-dollar man in his head. Like, we hear it as one raucous of a noise. He hears every, like, micro-noise happening in there. And then Jesse rolls up, and he's like, hey, Will, what's going on, buddy? And then Will's on to him. He's like, you fucking piece of shit. You abandoned us. He's like, what, 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 what? And he's like, hey, you still got your stash? Like, he knows Will's like, you know. Yeah, Will comes in with the front, and Jesse knows exactly how to disarm him. He, We know he has traveled with Evil and Will before. All right. So all you need to do to butter up Will is go, hey, man, I was uh, hoping to get a quick swig. Fuck yeah, you were. It's right there, man. Right. My, my handle. Because we learn, Griff, when you drink with people, you're not a drunk. You dr- you're a drunk when you drink alone. And I was starting to see it on Will's face. He's starting to really think, like, I think I might have a problem here. I know evil encourages me to not do drugs but drink heavily. I might have a problem here. And then Jesse Well, what is he supposed to do? Deal with his issues? No. No, you never do that. Never talk to a therapist. Deal with his estranged son? No. Never take the humans. Just always drink. Every solution is at the bottom of a bottle. So, but he knows that fucking Will could drink five bottles of this shit. He does it a night. Yeah. So he needs a little something extra. Right. And... (laughs) I love this because it's like Will has literally just taken like a fucking 12-ounce gulp. And he he sees Jesse drink. And he he's actually like, has a Slurpee container with whiskey in that. <laughs> the, the extreme gulp container. Yeah. He sees... With the, t- the twisty straw. Well, naturally. Yeah. Because yeah. that gets all the it like... It, it makes it more fun. That gets the bad shit out, too. Oh, you know, that's like when you smoke weed out of a bong. It takes all the <laughs> extremes out. It takes the tar out or whatever. I think that was a joke in Pineapple Express. So um, so Will is such a drunk that he sees Jesse take a drink. Despite him just taking that giant 12-inch gulp, he's like, fuck, man, give me some of that. And Jesse's like, well, okay, let me just get the screw top back off here. And he pops a he little. He puts a capsule in it's it. It's a capsule. And and then fucking uh, Will's such a drunk. He immediately swigs off it. Doesn't feel the capsule. Like I, if he opened the capsule and poured it in, it would make sense. But no, he just throws a capsule in. That's there. what you would expect: is the powder go in, yeah, and then he like, maybe he, like stir. It needs at least a few minutes to dissolve if you're going to put a capsule in. Exactly. But no, it is like a half full fifth of you know some kind of brown liquor. I'll let you choose your own adventure there. And, of course, after that 12 ounces, he's like, I need to double that, so I got to drink 24 ounces. And he fucking chugs the hell out of this bottle and happens to swallow that pill, which, like... Paralyzes him. What is it? Because he looks like he's awake, but he can't move his body because his eyes are open. So it's like a paralyzing drug. And then one of the most miraculous things happens here because we still haven't figured out the camera technology to take perfect, full-lit pictures in the middle of the night with no lights. Well, but, if you have a flash, it could work. 
we didn't. I didn't see a flash I didn't here. See a flash either. Yeah, and so Jesse is taking the interior photos of the bike, of the trailer, and everything. Jesse's watching them, but it's all hazy and blurry. Will. Yes, you're right. Will. Okay, go on. No, you can go. I no, was just, I was. I was. You just said the wrong name. Yeah, he's he's out of it. Like we don't know what the fuck is in this. Wait, remember, Griff, it's drugs. Drugs are bad. Alcohol, good. As soon as a drug touched his body, he was dead. <laughs> yeah, you know he was paralyzed. He was literally <laughs> like his eyes were open. He was staring, but it was blurry, foaming at the mouth. Yes. He might have had rabies. <laughs> yes. And Jesse just starts taking all these snapshots of the interior and exterior and the bike and everything. He's doing oh his job. man. Next morning. I evil. I think is Will still like he's still fucked up in he's the truck. Still, he's still passed out, which of course is not strange to evil because he's just he's like, oh, did you have one of those beautiful camping nights again? Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're looking yeah. totally trust this guy who's like drunk as fuck working on his bike that could kill him. Yeah, and evil Ken Evil's career is full of him crashing his bike, and yet here he is like, hey, you're doing such a good job. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, Evil's like, let me test that bike out. And then he goes out, and he's popping little wheelies and shit. Yeah. And it just so happens that, like, Jessa showed up on her helicopter. She, you know, uses the fucking ladder and uh, gets herself down on the ground and everything. And she, just and she choppers of... in everywhere she comes. She's well, like, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. This is back in the day of big news, you know. Right. So she choppers down and everything. And, of course, Evil's got a little bit of a thing for her. He was mean to her, so now he's got to be sweet to her, right? right? That's, that's I mean, you, that's the deal. Yeah, that's how you do it. You yeah, need, that, keep him guessing at all times. You, oh, so he's got to be mean to her again? Yeah. Or what's the third step? This cold, like, this is a cold shoulder. Like, you're, you're indifferent. You're indifferent. Oh, that works out perfectly yeah. because of what's going to happen next. And then yeah. Evil has his attention stolen from her, too. Right. But she's playing the game, too. All right. She knows she's got her own game going. Well, on. she's played yeah. chess before. So she right. knows that her way to get back into the limelight is to intercept C from him or rather. I, I know, Guys, I know we're John Madding right now. I know we're doing it, but we'll reveal all of our secrets here in a minute. Okay. I'm, not, I'm even confused. So, yeah, she shows up, and he's like, oh, I'm not dead yet. What do you what do you want to need me for? And, okay, you know, I love this about boomer humor where they're like, you kids, you generation Xers and Wisers and Zers and millennials, you're so thin-skinned. How many movies can you think of where the motivating – uh, like this is, are you a chicken? And they're like, fuck that! I'm jumping snake gulch. Um, in the seventies, a shitload. Yeah, chicken was the worst thing you could call somebody in the seventies. Even when you, there's turkey, there's well, chicken. It's even worse when you go brock brock brock. Yes, and you're you can like, get well, into Back uh, to the Future and that kind of shit. Yeah. And chicken again worked so well. So next time you say you kids are so thin skinned, think about this chicken. Yeah. And you would lose your shit and be like, I'm going to murder everybody now. Right. Well, she she takes him up on his challenge, and she rides bitch with him. And they go all around the Long Beach Stadium. He's going up fucking staircases, staircases bleachers. He fucking goes into the kitchen, prepares her a perfectly grilled hot dog with the front tire, flips it up right into her mouth like right. a hibachi. Yeah. He pulls it out of the exhaust and goes, perfect grill marks. <laughs> He does. He's popping wheelies where they're on. Front he's, wheelies, back wheelies. He does a tope suicida through the field goal post. He does, he does it all. And then he stops, and then she goes, hmm, that was sweet. 
And then she, it's like, she's playing the game, dude. She's playing the game. And then he goes, he looks at the camera, sweet, sweet. She got him. As long as he didn't go, too sweet. No. <laughs> so now we go back to Will. He's still cranking those wrenches. Little kid shows up. So we got this beautiful shot. He, it, it, We're seeing out to the parking lot. We just see a little figure slowly approach in his little schoolboy outfit. Right. He's got the little bowl cut. He's got a big book in his hand. And he walks up. Excuse me, sir. And he's like, "What is, is this a fucking ACDC tribute band? What the fuck's going on with this schoolboy shit? Who the fuck are you? Why don't you have a drink in your hand? Have you ever had a drink? Would you like to drink? I'm your son, sir. And then Will goes to his like toolbox, opens it up. He has an autographed picture of his son. Doesn't recognize his son. He has to look at it. Autographed. And he's like, you are my son. And he's like, what the fuck do you want? He's just totally belligerent to this sweet little boy. And we learned that, like, apparently he, his son has been in a boarding school. He has no connection to this boy at all. None. Wants nothing to do with him. Nothing. And this and, kid just wants to spend time with his papa. Yeah. Uh, papa, I just want to tell you about all the sweet things. And he's like. Well, yeah, I guess make it quick here. I'll be gulping this extreme gulp of whiskey real quick. So he starts slurping away, and Tom, little little baby Tom, he's just like, I made a scrapbook. It's about it's you. Like, no, he was like, he's like, oh, evil, right? No, it's about you. And sure enough, it's him ratcheting, and it's him with like his butt crack hanging out, and he's like, oh my god, it's him well, fucking doing a handstand on a keg. There's a yeah, he's a beer bong. There's a few of him in his heyday when he was a jumper. You know, he's like, you know, he did his research. He got the microfilm. He, he went to the library. He was the first guy to do the one hand in the air with a sparkler. Yeah. I mean, he started that whole thing. We see it all the time now. And, he's, and then, and what does he do? He goes, well, forget it. That shit's ancient history, kid. Like, you, you could his heart started to melt and he stopped himself. And, you know, just before this scene can turn completely ugly and this guy can go full Will Smith on his son's yeah. face. Evil Knievel. Jesus Knievel shows up. Will Smith, up. Will Atkins, because that's his character's name. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Evil, just, he's just, and then everything's cool again. He's like, Tommy! How you doing, kid? I recognize you from your autograph photo that your dad <laughs> keeps in his toolbox. Right. I'm so happy to see you. And he's like, wow, Evil Knievel. And he's like, hey, Hey, let me show you some stunts, you know. Come on. And then they walk off. Will Sulks looking at his scrapbook. All right. We've got to go back to our villain, though. It's been a while since I've yeah. seen Leslie Nielsen. I need that beautiful tenor in my my, my, my life. We get, um, yeah, we get Leslie Nielsen, Jesse, and some stooge uh, that Millard has. They're driving up to a golf course. They're in their limo. Yeah. They're going to be working out some kind of deal. We don't know or who Or hire a ninja to kill somebody. Oh, my God. We're talking more Ninja 3 here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet you that's on golf courses. So, of course, there's going to be some kind of drug exchange because we need to build up the whole plot line that Jesse is addicted to drugs. But we also need... Uh, we we need to find. We need to see that they're going to get some good shit. This is a sample of what they're going to get in Mexico. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what it was? Yeah. Oh, because they did the gummy. Of course, yeah. yeah. Leslie I, pulled out a switchblade, cut the bag... Rubbed it on the gums. I like that how his fat uh, uh, associate there, Leslie Nielsen, yeah. had the the fucking what's his name watch, Willie Dynamite, Willie watch. Dynamite watch, yeah. and he pulled out the little spoon of it too. That well, was these guys good. are professionals. 
I mean, they saw they clearly saw that movie. So evil before every every uh, stunt day, right before it, he go, he plays he's like a couple rounds of golf, loosens them up. It, you got to loosen up, right? So evil's hitting some uh, some hole in ones, just like our president just did, our real president Donald real, Trump, yeah, hole in one. President. He's with uh, he's with uh, uh, Ben, and Jesse shows up like evil. I got this big offer for you, evil. Hundred, we, we're gonna go to Mexico. Tour in Mexico. We're gonna do five jumps. Hundred grand a jump. And now, when Jesse leaves the car, the associate uh, uh, Miller's associate is just like, "Why are you sending the kid? He can't talk. He can't sell. He can't do any of that shit." But he's like, "Yeah, but he is in. He's one of him. He right. is Patrick Mahomes, and that's Tom Brady. Of course, he can talk to him. So we're seeing it. And I mean." Evil really is lending him his ear. He's listening to him. Well, he, he's, he's interested, but Evil's a man of principles. Even though he would make more money by telling Ben to fuck off, yeah, he signed a contract with Ben. He's like, sorry, I got two more j- jumps with Ben. I mean, how I could tell he was really interested in listening to Jesse, like full atten- attentively, Evil was in the middle of his backswing and stopped it. You don't do that in golf. You never stop your swing. And he was in the mid-backswing. That's the most important part. I know you don't golf. I golf. I'm great at it. Amazing, if you will. Let's see a ninja take care of you. (laughs) So, yeah, but he's like he's a man of his word. He's like, even though Ben will fuck me over any any chance he gets, I've still... We we didn't even sign a contract. It was a handshake deal with Ben. It was an eye shake deal. They literally just locked eyes and nodded slightly. Kind of... Kind of, kind of like a bow. So he's like, I'm booked up for the next two jumps. Sorry, I can't do it, kid. What's with these new pens? They bleed all over me, Murray. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't like it. Finally, we're getting to a, the big jump. Evil's going to jump over a cage full of lions and tigers, no bears. That's the scariest thing ever. I I could see like maybe one bear. I could see maybe two tigers. There's like a dozen. Yeah. Well, it's a 150 feet jump, so you got to fill it in. You don't want to just have one in there. It's kind of... Like what would be more terrifying look. for you? What? I'm asking you, what would be more terrifying? If you had to jump that and they said, we're going to put some shit in here, what would be the most terrifying? Fear Factor, Murray style. Uh, Robert Ginty. <laughs> just, hey, hey, pal. Hey, pal. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, is, have you seen my sister around lately? Yeah. I don't like I'm already that. getting the chills. I'm already getting the chills. So we see the announcer played by Frank Gifford, who Griff probably only knows him as the husband of Kathy Lee Gifford, but he also was a hot shot football player way back in the day. No shit. Yeah. Huh. Star of the uh, Giants, like the 50s and 60s or something. Oh, the New York football giants? New York football giants. Oh, okay. And he, even he, as many accomplishments as Frank Gifford adds, even he can't help but admire Evil Knievel. So he's, he's talking him up. He's like, this is the most fucking audacious jump he's done yet. 150 feet. Yeah. Lions and tigers. No bears. No bears. Oh, my. I do just appreciate, even if he doesn't respect um, evil, he respects the announcing game, and he sells the fuck out of this. Right. So, Excalibur, you can learn something from this. Uh, Excalibur, you learn a lot from a lot of people. But before he does this amazing, stupendous jump we've never seen, evil's got to talk to the people. I wanted to get in this promo earlier because I love it, but yeah, yeah. this is the Evil time. Evil steps up. He's like, look, I got a lot of friends in the auto racing. You know, Indianapolis 500. Every year I go to Indianapolis. And look, I get it. Indianapolis, 
shithole, cultural wasteland. I get why you do drugs if you lived in Indianapolis. Who cares about Kurt Vonnegut? He's dead and gone. Actually, at this time, he's probably alive. The only Indianapolis, the only time Indianapolis was exciting is when it was the USS Indianapolis and sharks attacked people. Dolesville, we get it. I get it why you'd want to do drugs. I think about doing drugs when I'm in Indianapolis. But it's not good for you, kids. It's like putting nitro in your veins. These drivers put nitro in their car, and it might allow them to go, look, man, they put nitro in their cars. It was kind of a look, man. And it allows them to go faster for five or seven laps, and then you know what happens? Their fucking brains explode. So don't put nitro in your body. And then he just goes, just say no. And then I noticed that the camera locked on one kid. Do you know who that kid was? No, I didn't. It's baby Lex Luger. Poor old baby Lex Luger. Baby Lex Luger. Yeah. He put Lex so much- Luger would probably be a teenager at this time. Yeah. He, uh, well, he had a baby face from what we've seen. We've oh. seen him as a man. A f- ex-Florida football star. <laughs> <laughs> but... It, it, it worked. The crowd is inspired. Except on Lex Luger. Well, yeah, you killed Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> but they love it. They're eating it up because evil knows how to whip a crowd into a frenzy. And he's like, but first, before, I, I mean, come on, Grip. They're paying upwards of 5 $6 a ticket. You got to give them a show. You can't just do a jump. Right. So first he warms him up. He's doing some wheelies. He's standing on the bike. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. I like he, he he had like a step stool, and then he had a larger stool, and then he had a bar stool, and he did bunny hops on each one of them with the back tire. Beautiful. He knows how to work a crowd. And, of course, he did a backflip. And then, of course, of course, he did, you know, Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. So then he goes off. He goes Back, uh, I would say back. I don't know it's where's not, he going. It's not backstage. I don't know where it is. He's going off set. <laughs> okay, and because he's got to pick up his stunt bike. This is like his trick bike. He's got to get his stunt bike. Tommy's there. He's like shining it up. Mister Knievel. Kate's there. I can't wait to watch you die. And 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 uh, well, I think Evil gives her. He gives her a little snide comment. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be wishing, babe. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but maybe we could have Oysters Rockefeller tonight. She's like, well, I don't know about that, but I'm into it. So he gets up to his starting ramp and everything, and he fucking takes off, and it's looking beautiful. Gifford's going nuts. He fucking did it. Oh, my God. I've never seen a man go over lions and tigers and not bears so well in all of my existence. But then he bests the landing. Fucks the landing up. Crashes. Wipes out. Uh, Tommy's like, I gotta check him out. Stop, you fucking kid. Leave him alone. He's my friend. Uh. Kate loving it. She's like, another job well done. She's taking all the pictures. But then Evil, they check on Evil. They're all crowding around him. He's face down. Yeah. They turn him over. He's face down, ass up. Face down, ass up. That's the way my Evil liked to fuck. Um... And yeah, he turns. They turn him over, and the first thing he does is lock eyes on Kate. Sorry, babe, I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet. And then he's like, "They're like, evil. We gotta get you in the ambulance." No, 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 no. I must talk to my people first. I must talk. Stand me up. Stand me up. So Will and I think uh, Jesse come out, and they're like holding them up. Yeah. Give me a microphone. Oh yeah. And Tony Schiavone comes out with the fucking askewed mic cover, and he takes it from Tony. 
Why does he take it? And then Tony just kind of stands off awkwardly with his little earring. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say, but I think you've seen my last jump. Everyone's like, no! Fucking Stingray shows up. No! And then the whole audience, they realize what's happening now. And so they just start clapping as Evil walks off. You deserve it. It's not it's not infuriating for us at all. No, That's no, just all. a normal thing that people do. No, it's inspiring. At the hospital, Evil, he just has like a slang. He's like, he's he broke every bone in his body. Walked away still. Yeah. But he broke every bone in his body. But he has an arm in a sling. I, I like this, still, too. He's, he's wearing pajamas with American flag shit on it. He's He's got it all. I like this, too, because they I, I'm pretty sure that our very good friend, Wings Hauser, saw this scene. Because we do walk in, and we do see uh, Evil just staring at a glass of water. He doesn't say anything, though. Right. And Wings saw that and was like, I can improve on this. Yeah. I can take it to the next level. And yeah. he did. But we won't go into that because this is not Kevin 2. We just need to do this again because we fucking love that movie. So Tommy and Will show up and Tommy's like, you're not really going to retire, are you evil? And he's like, well, you know, a man's got to know when to quit. I mean, your dad's a quitter. He quit. You you quit, dude, and you will. You quit. You're a chicken shit. You're a chicken. And And then Tommy goes, but my dad's just a fucking loser. You're evil fucking Knievel. You can't quit. That's when he rolls over. He's, kid, I just don't know. And he rolls over. Roll over, Beethoven. Who's stepping in? Jesse's stepping in. Well, the next day, Jesse shows up because he wants Evil to still do that tour in Mexico. Right. Well, money. Right. And cocaine. And so, it's just like, all right, he almost died. This is day two. They're ho- they're doing horseplay right now. They got Evil in a in a uh, wheelchair. They're popping wheelies outside. <laughs> This was good. I really <laughs> yeah. like this scene. Day two. Day two. Day two. They put him back in. He's like, Jesse, thank you. I need some of that fresh. They crash. Evil's body goes flying out of the wheelchair. It's his, It's second nature to him. Right. He's a stuntman, <laughs> after right. all. And that's what we're lacking in today's world is stuntmen. Or women. Well, jackass. That's the closest thing. Well, you know, that's what. Never mind. Instead of e- e- evil, it's Steve. Steve-el. Yeah. Steve-el. Steve and Eve. And they, they, they love him. And he's like, yeah, that was, thanks for almost re-breaking my bones, Jesse. But I got some fresh air, so it's all good. Yeah. And he's like, Evil, have you, I, I, are you really serious about retiring? You know what? No, fuck it. I can't. I can't retire. Yeah. So apparently somebody ushered Evil or he walked himself or he rolled himself back up to his room. Because then Kate, or maybe she just came out to this garden area yeah. they're in. Jesse takes off. He's like, yes. Yeah. He got what he needed, yeah. a verbal and an eye agreement. Right. And that's that's as good as anything in uh, Evil Knievel's world. But Kate shows up, and she's got one rose. Right. Not classy. a David Lynch uh, blue rose case or whatever. but it's, Yeah, it's a classy move. It's a classy move. She wants to apologize because, of course, they had a weird first impression. It was the – Murray, we've talked about this. It was the appropriate first impression. Right. But I guess this is part of the tango. Yeah. It's all a game. It's all a game. And so C, obviously, the C figure, obviously, is Tommy, little Tommy. And so Kate has – wait, her name's Kate, right? Kate, yeah. Kate has realized that her way to wedge his way, her way back into this relationship is to be cool with Tommy, too. Okay. And so that was the whole thing I was going on is 
This is the dance. This is the beautiful dance. Uh, so all you incels out there, no incels listen to our show, of course. Fuck, we were fucking as you're listening. Yeah, exactly. This 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 say this uh, podcast makes you want to fuck. Yeah. Uh, if you have, uh, excuse me, if you have an incel friend, show them this movie. Viva! And we've Evil. we've actually. I don't. I don't want to uh, embarrass anybody, yep. but Aubrey and her husband's marriage was really on the rocks <laughs> before she discovered us. And we brought them together. They're fucking like rabbits every night. You're welcome. Go on, Griff. <laughs> so I was going to say, if you have an insult in your life, if you have somebody... Get rid of them. That's what I say. <laughs> if you need somebody needs help in understanding how, you know, how the tango works, watch this Ugh. movie because you see it done to perfection. But anyways... Oh, man. So Evil's like, well, hey, you want to come to Mexico with us? Tequila! That's step three. And she's like, well, no, then it's, then it's like you, you approach and then you avoid. You pull back. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, I got to go to South America. There's a, there's a war going on. I got to take some pictures of it. Yeah, she's going to go be part oh, of it. Oh, hell, there's always a war going on in South America. <laughs> when are you going to fucking see me do a jump in Mexico? It wasn't even a war. It was a revolution. Oh. There's always a revolution there. But and yeah. he's like, fuck that shit. Come with me. And she's like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I'm coming with you. Well, of course, he hits her with, hey, do you like tacos? And she goes, tacos my love language right next to sarcasm. And he's like, I knew it was. How, and then you ever had an Italian taco? Italian taco. Somehow you became a hillbilly for some reason. And she's like, I'm in. You had me at taco. And Murray, let's not waste any fucking time it's not i don't We're want to see Mexi- i don't want to see them going through the fucking border exactly declaring shit you know i would have liked that scene of course if he said diarrhea that would have been a good one <laughs> jesus <laughs> you, remember, you remember that commercial diarrhea <laughs> no it was a pepto-bismol commercial where it literally was this was a scenario anything to declare and the guy goes diarrhea oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm gonna do the next time i ever have to do that like it. And so, yeah, and they're they're driving. Set, Evil's once again. Evil's driving without her. He puts her with Will. That, I don't know what kind of car was. Evil had a cool fucking car. I don't know what it was, but it was pretty fucking cool looking. Mm-hmm. And they show up because he can't be seen with a broad because every, all the women wouldn't come see the show if he's showing up with a woman. Oh wow, he's doing the old wrestling trope. Right. Don't be seen with your woman because then the women won't want you. Right. I thought it's just because he was gassy from the tacos and also he did, did, so, de- he did declare diarrhea. He did. He didn't want her in the car right. because he had a fuming up. Yeah. And so when he rolled down and talked to the border patrol and they go, who, what is that? I got <laughs> Murray, so, this was good humor. So, yeah, this great. is what people come here for. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so he pulls up the governor of whatever state they're in comes out. Zolkoa. And, and he's just like, evil tequila. And he's like, he's like, put the sh- line the shot glasses up, put them in some chicks uh, belly button. I'm gonna lick it out. We got some good old it time. Would be funny if uh, you know we could say that was a thing in the past. We got beyond our like Mexican uh, uh, what's it called uh, uh, tropes and everything. But even the acclaimed Breaking Bad, whenever they show shots of Mexico, they always like balm up the camera lens so it looks shadier. It doesn't look like a real world. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, I don't know. Okay. All I know is Evil does do the sombrero dance where he's dancing on a sombrero. And he goes, yee And there's pinatas for reasons. Yeah. yeah there's 
<laughs> Sugar skulls everywhere. She hits a pinata. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I'm just soaking in the culture. It's just the culture. And then there's gonna, a woman sucking a donkey off. It's all Mexican culture here. And of course, we're going to appropriate that later. Kate has to ride with Will with the bikes, and she's she's making small talk. She's like, "Well, how's how's it going on with Tommy? You mean that fucking sperm receptacle? What the fuck are you talking about? He is my son by birth certificate alone. I am a sovereign father. Right. You know what that means?" That I put my seed everywhere, and I am not responsible for anything. I just need that sweet baby in my glove box. Could you please hand me my liquor in the glove box? And she does, but she's disgusted because she, there's so much toxic masculinity happening here. Well, she's, and also diarrhea because he claimed right, that too. Yeah. And she's just like, I can't believe you. This kid fucking worships you. He worships fucking evil. No, he worships you. And you need to spend some time with your son. So they're at like the governor's uh, mansion now, and there's all the press, and of course, evil surrounded by it. Will walks in, and again, we talked about it. He used to be the star. Will stumbles in basically. He's drunk. Well, well yeah, and, and also they 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 have like our steps are standard hype. We know this, right. and because Will is basically blind drunk all the time. He does everything by muscle memory. And so Mexican steps. Well, they're centimeters. They're not done in inches. Exactly. So, yeah. so they're a little yeah. bit shorter. And he trips over them all the time because he's blind drunk. And so these are the details right. that people miss. And I just wanted to point out. And evil, he's used to covering for Will. So he's like, Will, he's doing okay. Oh, he just, he just tripped over that step. Here, have some tequila. He just pours fucking bottle of tequila down Will's gullet. I mean, yeah. I mean, when in Mexico. Right. And he's like, don't eat that worm. And he'll give you diarrhea. And so he's like, she's like, hey, everybody, this is Will. And then the flashes start going off, and it sets Will into a PTSD scenario where he remembers the night he got drugged by Jesse. No way. Yes. Holy so he So he's like, I knew Jesse's up to something shady. So that's, yeah, that's it. That's what that scene is for. So we've got to build up. Now Will's starting to remember, but we got to cut to, we got to see the new stadium. Right. All right. And I guess we had to do this whole move. Like, we had to bring this movie to Mexico so we could call it Viva Knievel. Exactly. Because American audience would have not, they would have refused the title if it didn't end up in Mexico. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was like, this is, this is how lame the 70s were. Like, we can't call a movie Evil Knievel. That sounds scary. Well, Kids yeah. wouldn't want that. So, Viva Knievel. That was the best part about those early days was it's very easy to do, like, fucking shit like that. Nowadays, oof, I don't know. So we're getting those ramps ready. Will, he's got a belt sander now, and then he's like, that, you'll kill him! That's literally a, a fucking millimeter higher than this board here. Right. Again, Will stumbling around, measuring things by foot, just counting alphabet backwards. He's like, guys, I ended up at W. This is supposed to be at M. Right. So while he's ignoring his son. Evil is becoming the surrogate father for Tommy. Oh, man, you know this was Evil's plan the whole time. He wanted to be a Jesus figure in another little kid's life. Take the orphanage scene. Of course scene. he did. He's the one who made who arranged for fucking Tommy to be here. Yeah, which we're about to learn. Yeah. But take the orphanage scene, for example. He wants to be a father figure in everyone's life because that means merch. That right. means constant sales. Exactly. All these kids growing up, when he's selling like the near-nude uh, uh, fucking beach towels of himself— those kids are going to be the one buying it. 
Yeah, I've seen your I've seen your near nude beach towel uh fucking. Well, yeah, every collection. kid had one, yeah. Yeah. Collection. Collection. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. Who else do I have in my collection? Punisher. Like, Punisher. Yeah, Garthinus. <laughs> Judge Dredd. <laughs> what? I have comic book character near naked towels? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, also, uh, stop. Stop. While I you're can't ahead. think of a single woman you're attracted to. Stop while you're ahead. Uh, so, yeah, but you found a lot of guys. What's up with that? So, uh, <laughs> and, and and imaginary guys on top of it. Yes, I am gay for comic book well, characters. Can can I explain that for a second? Please. This is in my brain right now because Joe Coleman posted some pictures and he's like, I'm having one of those Marvel fucking bikini shoots. And then he posted a picture of Punisher in like a little Speedo, oh, which, of course, Joe Coleman, being the man of muscle that he is, he only wears fucking like banana oh. hams. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, B-hams, yeah. as I call them. So uh, Tommy and Evil are hanging out. Tommy, it's time. You're a man now. It's time you learn how to ride a bike. Are you sure, mister? And he does a foot dig in the ground. And he gets on the bike. Eh, 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 eh. Helmet. You forgot the most important thing of all. My attitude? No. Your helmet. Pops the helmet on. No chin straps. So it's useless. It would fly right off. It would fly right but, off. And he's like, and you've been practicing, have you? Sure have, evil. Immediately crashes. He's like, Bleh! he takes off. He, he fucking. Okay. It's like watching a kid on a bike. What was your Murray? It's like watching this kid on the bike is like watching a kid on a bike. Yeah, no, really. That's a great metaphor. Do you remember learning to ride a two wheel? Yeah, and this is the thing, you little fucking shit heel kids nowadays. We didn't have little kid bikes back then. You had to learn on a grown up bike. So your legs weren't long enough. Yes, it was terrifying. Yeah, and that's how you learn. And you always crash. You always fucked yourself up. That's now it's super simple. You're just on the little kid bike and stop yourself. Every, yeah, everything is designed for it and all yeah, that. Yeah, we didn't have those. What was your first ride like? Like, can you remember any of your first rides? No, it was. It's weird because I just think about how little my parents have taught me in life at all. So much I don't know anything about life. I just learned on my own. Like I don't like. You remember learning how to read? It seemed like one day I couldn't read, the next I could. I do. Oh. It was a thing for me. I, gu- I guess I had like a horrible speech. So, no, I don't. You s- oh, I had. So, <laughs> I don't remember learning how. To- it was just one day I could, one day I-, when I could, and one day I could. I don't know. But it was terrifying. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I had a bike that was 50. Because also, I remember, this would have been probably 70, 79, 80. Right. Evil no, Knievel's time. No fucking helmets. No pads. You just I, fucking learn. I didn't learn with helmets or pads either. So yeah. I'll, well, I'll, yeah, I'll I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't think you would. Yeah. You're that old. You're old enough. So right? it was like 95, 93, I think, was when I was learning to ride a two-wheeler mm-hmm. around that time. Um, but I, I do remember my first ride, and I did, like, it was like the parents let you go. And it's like, you're on your own now. You got to pedal. And I turned into the fucking street. <laughs> and oh, so I was oh. riding in the street for five minutes until I heard, like, the parents yelling out. And I was like, holy shit. And then I just fell over and, like, rolled for a while and everything. So I do remember that. That was yeah. a good experience. Shit. Well, it was very similar to Tommy's, and did, I hope your dad didn't have the same reaction that Will had, where he freaks out, about to slap the shit out of Tommy, because Tommy fucked the bike up. And Evil- Fucked the bike up. <laughs> yeah. In heavy quotations. And Evil comes out, he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I can get him another bike. You can't replace your kid. Fuck this kid! 
And this is where we learn some serious, heavy fucking information. My wife died giving birth to that fucking demon spawn. <laughs> and I'll never forgive him. I was I put the fucking liquor funnel on her head while she was trying to deliver. And I kept saying, breathe in the liquor. Breathe it in. It'll make it easier. So they're about to come to blows because even evil's offended by that. Right. But Kate, the... The like you know level-headed person she is, she breaks it up. Like you fucking big apes, don't you break it up? You're both fucking assholes. It's a good thing that evil's drunk all the time too. He just hides it a little better. But when he rears back to do the Will Smith fucking forehand, he falls over himself. So Kate is able to interrupt. She had to wait for her music and dance while she ran out. Right. And it's like you're both the worst, (laughs) Tommy. You don't deserve none. Either of you deserve Tommy because. Evil reveals that he was the guy that made sure this happened. Step four of securing a relationship with a woman. <laughs> pretend, you you care let, about, pretend you care about kids? You let her think she interrupted a physical interaction over a kid. That's it. Evil's It's sealed deal. Yeah. He could go wait in his trailer now, and within a day and a half, if he's just got a rump roast going in the fucking easy cooker, she's in there, she's fucking, she's liquoring, it's all easy sailing from here, Murray. Good. Well, now we haven't seen Leslie Nielsen in a while, so we got to see what's going on with their master plan. He's got a new fucking sweet collared shirt on. Right. Well, they all, yeah, Evil had some fucking giant butterfly collars. Every collar. On. Frank Gifford on the other hand. <laughs> well, he had the, like, yellow uh, ABC Sports blazer that he they would did. wear back in the old Monday Night Football days. Dude, if I, I could think he was, the, I think he was might have been the original Monday Night Football guy. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. With Howard Cosell. I know Dandy Dan Gifford. Uh, Dan Gifford. Uh, Don Meredith. My Dan favorite Dan I know the fuck. Dan Spivey. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Paul, I hope you're listening to this because he's dropping so many fucking obscure wrestling references. Somebody will get this. So they've, they've got the replica ready. They're They're like... Their their plan is they're gonna hide it on the 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 cocaine on the sides and then cover it up. We get we get we get to see uh, B movie star Cameron Mitchell is one of the goons. He looks like a broke uh, Dean Martin, and he's like the he's like the main thug for uh, for Leslie. So they did. So uh, he even though he didn't have a flash, Jesse did a great job with the picture because it's looking exactly like Evil Knievel's rig. I don't know how they did this. It's amazing. Yeah. And the drug dealer is like, so, so, so what? How, how is this going to do anything? He's like, we're going to kill evil. We're going to put his coffin in the back of this rig. They're not going to stop a funeral procession for evil Knievel. Perfect plan. Who's that popular today where they could get away with this? I don't know. Everything's so fragmented now and. You know, we're so divided as a culture. We nobody would. We could never come together culture over anybody anymore. No. Somebody, one side likes somebody, the other side has to hate them. Right. So no one could ever because no. we're complete. Yeah. No one. No one. No one. Joe Rogan. I don't know. I don't even think that. No one would ever stop Joe Rogan. He's the voice of a nation. And so, perfect plan. I mean, they got the duplicate thing. They they got it set up. Evil's corpse. We have the perfect cover. That night. Will, he can remember he had that PTSD thing about Jesse. He knew something about Jesse. So he sneaks into Jesse's room. Jesse keeps a framed picture of himself with some hot babes just on a hotel room fucking hey, table. Hey, he's a kid, man. He's living the life. This is the 70s. And also cocaine. 
You know, I found out one of my former co-workers who has multiple DUIs calmed himself down by doing cocaine before he drove drunk. Yeah. He nearly balance. died in an accident. So I'll just yeah. go ahead and say, don't do this. Evil Knievel is wrong. Don't abuse alcohol. Also, don't abuse cocaine or drugs. Well, abuse them, just not together. That's the lesson we're going to learn. Oh, okay. Uh, when you mix it, it's especially bad. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Excuse me, everybody. So he's going through. He's, he's doing a grift, going through Jesse's shit. Murray, I was in a situation. I got to ask you about this real quick, right? Right now, you're you're wrong. So I've always talked about flipping through things in a living room. Well, hundred percent acceptable. No, it's not. But it is. No. Um, I was in a situation where records were present in the kitchen. And I were you this jonesing to just go through that shit? I looked at it and I was like, I can't go through this. This is the kitchen. You can look through it if you ask for permission. That's all you got to do. I didn't want to ask for permission. This is part of the contract. You're such a rebel. You're such a rebel. No, I didn't want to look through it at all. I didn't want to ask for permission. I want to be able to. All you have to say is, "Wow, records." Wow, records. Can I, can I check them out? So this is Murray walking into somebody's house where he wants to see their shit. No, I, I, wow, I, I actually respect people and their property, so I wouldn't even care. You wouldn't want to get that connection with somebody. Is that a connection? Well, when you do it discreetly, you can... Because when music comes up the, for some people... I love people, the verbiage, discreetly. Yeah, when... Well. <laughs> you're right, I am making this sneaky. <laughs> yeah, all right. But when you do it discreetly, you can say, oh, shit, you like so-and-so, and you can just talk about that. But when they know you're going to look at all their music, then it becomes contentious. And they're like, oh, you don't like any of my music. Or you pick up one band. Oh, you like that That's one band. That's why I don't fuck the people's shit. Because I'm like, I'm, generally, I'm not well, going to like their shit. fuck sh- the people's shit. Generally, I'm not going to like it. So why have an argument? I just, I'm not going to go there. This I'm going to leave it good, alone. That's a good point. But do you ever glance over to just see if maybe there's a gem in there? That you could talk about? I, if I, yeah, I go. Can I? Can I look in these? That's all but you I, do. All you gotta do. It's all you gotta do. All you gotta do. No One line. No. Can I look at that? No. Yeah, you're horrible. No. I went in their living room and I went fucking nuts. No. I touched everything. I'm the bad guy of the show. Okay. You are. So uh, Jesse busts in on him. Does the right move. How dare you go through my CDs? And I guess Will. I can excuse Will a little because he's fucking blind drunk. <laughs> but they're like, come with us. Like, I think does Leslie Nielsen show up? I, some of his goons. I Miller guess, does show up. Yeah, they grab. Uh, I was very confused by this. Grab scene. Will and just hustle him off. Yeah, very confused by this scene. And then we just cut to the next morning. And <laughs> I, lo- I love this fucking scene. Great acting by Gene Kelly. Great acting. Obviously, a guy who's <laughs> never done drugs in his life trying to act like someone on drugs. <laughs> this is good because they call in. They call in evil. He's been fucking Will just winds up in a sanitarium sanitarium, not a rehab place. It's for crazy people. Yeah, it's a he's in a padded cell. Daphne Coleman is the doctor, by the way. And we we realize this is the only this is exclusive. Who's that? Daphne Coleman. You wouldn't know him. He's an he's an actor. Oh, okay. Um, I can't think of anything you would know that he would be. Daphne Coleman sounds like a lady. He was in the movie Nine to Five with Dolly Parton. What song. Can I saw that recently? What? He was the he was the boss. He was the boss. Yeah, I that was a great movie. That's weird. I just, I, I really enjoyed it. That's fine. It's just I just I just can't see you like I'm gonna sit down and watch Nine to Five <laughs> story were, about women in the workplace. Well, it's still relevant today, but uh, it was it was really good. I saw it at Redford uh, a couple months back. Yeah, well, that's Dabney Coleman. That's Dabney. Okay. 
He was also in the movie Cloak and Dagger, which was on HBO a million fucking times. About he had the kid from ET. Oh, and it he was, was. It wasn't the uh, Marvel comic. No, it was. He was another sidetrack. He was, and we're going to talk about Daryl after this. He was, which by the way, people fucking love my Daryl tweet. I was like, what's wrong with you people? Daryl sucks. Everybody wants Daryl. Henry Thomas was a nerdy kid with into video games. You probably would appreciate this. And his dad was a shit heel, played by Dabney Coleman. So like he it. created his an alternate dad, also played by Dabney Coleman, an imaginary dad that was like the the protagonist of this video game. And so he he would be talking with him all the time. So it was a Dabney with a beret on. Oh, nice. Yeah, but yeah, close you gotta to wear a beret. Cloak and dagger. Not great kids movie. So they hustle him up. <laughs> so we see they call in evil, and they're like. Your friend's tripping balls. We don't know. He he has some unknown drug in him. They don't even know. Yeah. They haven't got the toxicology reports yet. And we've seen him during drugs before, and he handled that fight. He just passed out. Now, suddenly, they've given him something. It had to be P2P. And this is what we see. Gene Kelly, his toupees askew. He's like, ah, ah. And there's like this fucking padded cell, this well, filthy padded cell. Calm down with that. You uh, startled Millhouse over there. And well, cause she's on drugs too. Well, she's going to think you're on drugs. And we this, don't need that. This is where the scene that Griff alluded to earlier, where Eve was like, no fucking way. Sure, he does a beer bong every once in a while. Sure, he's drinking a keg by himself. But my friend does not do drugs, okay? He does not do drugs. I have to point out when evil arrives, they go, we're in an American-only sanitarium. Yeah. yeah, I pointed it out. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, There's but, too much happening yeah. right now. Everyone, the- Don't worry. Everyone speaks English. Yeah. American-only. Because that's I, the only place evil would keep him. He's like, I'm not putting some fucking Mexican rehab clinic yeah i like this they were like this is motherfucking gene kelly you know singing in the rain of course we're not gonna put him in a fucking mexican sanitarium we're gonna put him in the american one where we speak english and eat cheetos not cheetahs but evil's like even though he still does not believe that 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 will would ever take drugs he's like i want to give him the best care possible this is my friend here because he's the saint elvis elvis evil is a saint yeah, and, and there is a nice touching moment there where Evil like touches the window, right. and he's got his face against. He waterfalls it. his face through the glass. He just waterfalls. So now we're out the outskirts of Mexico with Jesse and Millard, and they got the sheediest looking bike I've ever fucking seen. It looks ridiculous. It makes Red Brown's Captain America bike look cool. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That is what is happening here. And what was the stencil on the side? It had a name. It's Stratocycle. The Stratocycle. It's a bike look made look like an eagle. So it has wings on it. It had, it had a fin like it was a plane. That's what I saw. And it has the the gas tank has an like eagle's head on both sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like fucking trash. It's so bad. You know that was like Evil's customized bike. Like he really owned that. Yeah, bike. he thought it was cool. He was like, guys, can we... Pretty please put this in the movie. And uh, Jesse said, because like Miller's like, I got you a new bike, buddy. And they're they're testing it out in the middle of nowhere, uh, just like a nuclear bomb. You know, you test it in the middle of nowhere so nobody sees you. No one knows how fast this bike can go. No one knows how hard it could hit a ramp. And there's probably nitro in there. 
And so this is like Jesse's gift for doing the good job with the pictures. He's like, this is your bike. You're going to be the next Evil Knievel. How do you feel about being the next Evil Knievel, Jesse? Sounds great, sir. So he takes off. We got this obnoxious fucking overlay audio of the bike to make it look high tech, sound high tech. (laughs) Exactly. And he's like, sir, it's great. He's like, well. You know what that sound effects is? No. Well, they they used it later. Uh, That's the excite bike. You're about to overheat noise. That was this bike accelerating. Okay. So fucking Christ, if any. I thought it was just Jim Carrey making the most annoying sound in the world. Oh my God, that's so good too. <laughs> yeah. He retired from acting. Yeah, well, he's we lost. To. We lost the dear soul. We're gonna have to do a movie for him. Well, he's, well we're gonna get Sonic. We're gonna get Sonic too. So don't we're worry. We're gonna get Sonic too. Sonic. So uh, Miller's like, how? Would, hey, hey, Jesse, how would you like to drive my Porsche? Twink, he dangles the keys in hold front on, of his face. Hold on, hold on. The first thing he says is, "You're gonna go for that world record." And Jesse has a moment where he's like, Evil's going for the world record. What do you mean I'm going for the world record? And that's when Millard's like, I got to dangle something else in front of this kid's face for a minute here. Not just Coke. He's already coked up to the fucking gills. So he's like, hey, you see that Porsche over there? Not only is Miss Elizabeth in there. This is way before her time. Baby Doll's over in there. Is that still before her time? Yeah. Uh, I don't know 70s wrestlers. Just Farrah Fawcett. Let's think about 70s first. Farrah Fawcett. Okay. Yeah. Farrah Fawcett's over in the passenger seat, and she needs a shifter. And we mean your penis. So he's like, a fucking amen. I'm getting in there. Praise be. So he jumps in, and then some nefarious shit happens. Then we see Cameron Mitchell come out with a, that duplicate of Evil's bike. And they have some goon like drive. He's like, he's like, is that thing going to work? You better believe it's going to work. This transmitter's 150 miles away. I can use this transmitter. Just Leslie Nielsen's normal voice is just so perfect for conniving details like this. They're so good. Oh, we've got a perfect copy of it. That's me doing Leslie Nielsen. That's not good. Let's just end this now. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what we see that the plan is this transmitter will make the front wheel blow up. Right. So we see it happen. It works. So we're like, okay. Remote detonating. Remote detonating. This is some, you know, they should have had Q from James Bond in here. because This, this is, is how Q they're going to kill Evil. Even though we saw Evil almost die on his last jump. They got to make sure that he dies. Because mm-hmm. it's part of the plan. So, right. That night, Evil, he's like, I got to get fucking Will out of this fucking sanitarium. So he dresses up like an orderly. Sneaks in. Ding, ding. Throws like a rock Distracts somebody He's got it all Yeah I love that Because the guard even says Is that a fucking rock And then Evil Expert locksmith So he pulls out His little lock picks Look when you're Jesus Just comes to you Opens it Yeah Jesus was known For breaking into A lot of places I mean He was a carpenter He was a thief and he was a good guy all around. Will, still tripping balls, attacks fucking Evil because he's fucked up. Evil calms him down, and he's just like, look, I know you don't do drugs. You're, you're a whiskey man. You yeah. drink a whiskey and, drink. And it was like... Drink a vodka drink. And then when I have to pee, he was the kitchen sink. You get knocked down, you get up again. Ain't nothing going to keep you down. Are we going to talk about Jack Black or Jack White interrupting Beck's show now? No, we'll do that later. Oh, okay. And so he's like, I'm going to bust you out, but I'm, I want you to stay the night for some reason. You got, we got to stay over because he's like he's on. Millard. Evil, 
he knows about the plan. Miller knows that if he busts him out, that then he's oh, on yeah. to his plan. So he's like, I oh. can't bust him out. But how does evil know about Miller's plan? I don't know. But it was because he's perfect. It's That's very, why. it's very confusing. This part yeah. makes no sense. Well, because he knows there's no way that uh, Will would do drugs. So he's like, something's got to be off. Right. So his evil senses are tangled. But this ended up being very good. He must have slipped him some... Okay, Murray, you're going to have to help us out with this one because we know you know all about 70s scientific bending, weaning off of drugs, chalk bars, orange shoes. Yeah. How do you get a, a fucking horrible fucking father to love his son again? Because that's what's about to happen. Coffee and a lot of it. Oh, it's just coffee. Yeah, hot coffee. Hot coffee. <laughs> Hot coffee. What kind of cup? Uh, I think that uh, that um, it's got to be a that, specific that Slurpee cup. drug that he was slipping. The extreme gulp. Yeah, extreme gulp. You think? Well, it's got to balance. If you take an extreme gulp of whiskey, you got to take extreme gulp of coffee to balance it. Okay, I I thought maybe Kojak logic would work into here, and he'd have a little styrofoam cup, and that was it. No. Okay. And but he's like, so I gotta keep you here for the night, but I'll I'll break you out in the morning. He's like, yeah. okay, evil, I'm I'm cool with that. I need you, evil, to take care of Tommy, till I can. He's had one sip out of that extreme gulp of coffee, yeah. and he's all. Well, it's like it sounds. It sounds like the drugs made him a better father. So maybe drugs aren't bad. Oh my god, drugs aren't bad. No, they expand your mind. They expanded his mind. Finally, we get the truth here. Next day, it's jump day again. We see Tommy trying to get a hold of his dad. He's like, Dad never misses evil's fucking jumps. I want to talk to my papa. papa. And they're like, sorry, kid. Your dad's fucked up. You can't talk to him. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, maybe tomorrow. And so, of course, Kate and Evil, they're they're coming from opposite ends, and they're, they they just happen to converge, right? They're meeting halfway. Yep, they're meeting. Meet me halfway. Um, right on Tommy as he, in his moment of need. And it's like their hands interlock over, you know, a lock of his hair. And that's just beautiful symmetry right there. Hands locking, lock of hair. It's beautiful. So you know these two are going to fuck. Yeah. But before that, Evil's got to jump. But he's got to do the warm-up routine. They love the warm-up routine. So he's like, time to go for broke. And and uh, this is a very odd setup. But I don't know. Maybe they do jumps differently in Mexico. It's this, It's a jump where he goes down and then he comes up. And at the top of the top of the hill, he goes down. Is there's a little little room, a little chill space for evil to get his mind together? Right, he's got to meditate. He's got. It's like it's like a locker room too. Right. Well, you can't always drink out of your cane. Sometimes you got to fill it back up with liquor. Uh, and you you just need to be shielded from the sun and everything. You it know? is hot in Mexico. It's yeah. very hot in Mexico, especially when you're drunk. Especially when you're drunk. So now we cut to the box. Miller's got his own private box with his goons, and they're talking, and the goon is like, I don't know about this Jesse guy. He's, ho- he's hopped up on goofballs. He's definitely got the skill to be the next evil Knievel, but here's the thing. He's a fucking addict. We can't have an addict in our goddamn system. Right, that- now, if it were alcohol, that'd be fine. Right. How are we going to sell merch to kids if he's a junkie? People, kids love alcoholics, but they don't like junkies. Exactly. Cigarettes. Jesse alcohol. walks in, hears, overhears this. Of course he's, he does. He's downtrodden. He's like, fuck that. I'm going to prove to these guys I'm better than Evil Knievel. So he fucking runs all the way across the fucking football field to get to. Uh, Soccer field. We're in Mexico. Oh, we're. excuse me. No. You even did that wrong. That's kind of funny, though. That was a good yeah. joke. Yeah. That was a joke, right? Yeah. Because well, I- it's a football field. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I they, see what you did. I there. know it's adorable. They call it football. I see. I see what uh, you did there. Uh, it makes more sense because of the uh, foot and the ball. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so Je- Jesse makes it all the way across the football field before. He, I mean, he's got, great, he's got been, even if he's a junk, he's got great cardio. Great cardio. Oh, yeah. Jesse does. Yeah. Well, also cocaine makes you run really fast. Oh, that's what they tell me. Yeah. And so he's made it all the way across the football field. Uh, Evil's still in the middle of his meditation. He's still in the middle of his fucking shot routine, which, oh, my God, if you've ever seen it, he plays he plays the Ouija board with shots, and he calls to the spirits to tell him which sh- spirit to pour into his shot glass. That's, that's how he does it. Well, you really stretched for that one. No, I did it. That was good. Good. Everyone's going to tell you about how good that was. Okay. Okay. So he's doing his Ouija routine, and uh, Jesse shows up, and he's like, "End of the line, evil! I'm making that jump because I need to prove it to not only Mr. Miller but to me. Get the fuck out of my way, you, my young man, my little gentleman. Have not been drinking alcohol. You are high. He's reading the eyes, and they're dilated. Oh, they're dilated. You are high." On actual drugs, not alcohol, which is not a drug. No. You need to check yourself. Alcohol, if anything, steals your nerves and makes you makes you better. Yeah. For a you jump. Need, you need to check yourself before that little tush has to cash a check it can't deposit. I thought you were just going to say check yourself or you could wreck yourself. But that would have made more sense. So he's like, no, evil. He's, still, he's hopped up on goofball. So he hits evil with like a... Like a uh, Helmet, I think. This kid stays far away from orange juice and chocolate bars, clearly. Right. Yeah. Knocks Evil out. Does the old switcheroo. He puts that. Evil's head. I mean, this is why we have this scene, because he needs an extra evil uh, jumpsuit that fits him perfectly, even though Evil's like a fat, middle-aged guy, and Marjorie Gortner's a super skinny guy, but the evil jumpsuit fits him perfectly. Here's the other thing I don't get. He's an attention hog. So was he going to make the jump and then reveal? Yes, that's exactly what he's going to do. Okay. And so he gets ready to do the jump. We see Frank Gifford. He made the trip to Mexico. He's talking about 150 feet of fucking flames, cartoon flames. Yeah, Johnny Cash doesn't even know how to write a song about this because it's too dangerous. Right. He's always doing like little rings of fire. Yeah. No, how about a fucking 150 foot stretch of fire? No. Yeah. And so he uh, he goes down. He and he makes the fucking jump perfect. But remember, we got Cameron Mitchell, a little transmitter. And he goes, boop. Transmiser. Transmiser. And we get a very shitty 70s special <laughs> effect, Neil Breen level explosion. And we see the fucking thing pop. Uh, Jesse spills his guts. He's splattered on the other side. So we know it's fucking horrible. The ambulance comes over and everything. Cameron Mitchell's disguised as an EMT with an ambulance. So they got it all because they want to get that evil's body so they can smuggle him. Right, right. And so they go, you know, Cameron Mitchell gets up out of his uh, uh, amber lamps and he goes over and they brought this is very akin, uh, akin to the scene where earlier uh, they rolled over evil and he locked eyes with Kate. And he was like, I'm sorry, babe, I'm not dead yet. And this time they roll him over and his eyes are wide open and they're full life. But he's dead. Isn't that a beautiful contrast? Because his eyes were beaming. I read those eyes. Great acting. It was great acting. And fucking Cameron Mitchell shits himself. He's got the little walkie-talkie. He gets to, he's like, he's fucking dead. It's Jesse. What the fuck we do? So Miller 
he's seeing his, his plan go up in smoke. So he's, he's, he's calling an audible and he's just like, get him before he gets to the cops. Stop him cold and get grab that fucking kid, that Tommy kid for leverage if you've got to. Yeah, it's just like grasping at straws here. It's like, I don't know. I don't fucking let's do all this shit. So they they take uh, evil, where he's in air quotes, evil's body. Yep, Jesse, and they also kidnap uh, Kate and uh, Tommy. Yep, and they're all taken to the hospital. Evil's starting to come too. He's still up in that starting ramp booth. He hasn't really figured out what's going on. So he's suiting up into his other beautiful seventies outfit, like the orange tang with the green and lime stripe on it. Yeah, green and lime. That's what I meant. Yeah, green and lime. He looks out the, his door for his little starting booth, and he sees that there's a gunman coming after him. So he right, he's gonna finish the job. He's got to make sure Evil's dead because you know everyone thinks Evil is dead, but he so they got to cover up. Evil like like a cat. He just fucking does the he does the Captain Kirk fucking axe handle to the back he of the did. head. It was beautiful. And usually that wakes you up when you hit someone on the back of the neck. I did like you brought. Did it you up. do that when you put? Your girlfriend in the sleeper, did you wake her up with the, the tap on the back of the neck? Well, Murdy, I know this because of our fucking, we've uh, thankfully it's the, it's been. The, uh, weaver lock, yeah. I, thankfully, we've yeah. been watching about the weaver lock because apparently that's the sleeper hold I use. I didn't even realize that. That's the one my dad used on me as a kid. Yeah, he invented it. Yeah. And so I didn't realize that. But, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Guys, it's all okay. Uh, consent forms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rumpology. Evil takes out the gunman, grabs the gun, throws it in his little dick pocket like Willie Dynamite has. That the was jumpsuit. beautiful. That's I, why he changed into that jumpsuit, because it had the dick pocket. There's so many nods that even look like it could have been a Willie Dynamite design. It, it looked, yeah, it was great. It was, I mean, he just needed like the overcoat for it. But no, that would have looked really good if he was jumping with that. I'm sorry. We're so distracted right now. It's because of all the alcohol. How did... Was the strato cycle... In this little room, because evil he gets on the stratocycle. Where was it? Because I thought, I maybe Jesse, maybe did Jesse didn't run? He drove rode the stratocycle Jesse to, mo- yeah. to the thing. I was mistaken. Jesse must have rode the motor, which we know this Stratocaster has no sound. It's like the silence helicopters we talk about, and like Face Off, where you don't notice the helicopter until you, the helicopter is an inch away from your face. We just did a whole bit about it had the sound from that video game. I know, about. but it also has the ability to <laughs> the have... silent no, mode? The silent mode. Okay. Because we see that they sneak up on people. They're 20 feet away, hiding in a bush, whispering. They rode a motorcycle to it. They got right in those bushes. Anyways, I'm sorry. Actually, you're wrong because they, they they stopped the bike and they ran to that bush. They, oh, okay. But he's got to get Will first because he knows Will's innocent now because he knows the plan. So he drives to the sanitarium, busts out this fucking stratosphere. such a piece of shit. Okay, it's got wings on it. So it can't fit through a door. And guess what? It didn't because the wings get ripped off as soon as evil goes through the door and then as soon as he's in the door, the wings magically are back on the fucking thing. Beautiful movie magic. So hops on the bike. He shoots the door lock off so Will can break out. Right. Hops him on the bike. He's like, you're right a bitch, Will. And he's like, this is how I love it, evil. And they ride straight over to the estate that Millard's loading up the duplicate trailers right. and everything. Where they have evil's truck. So it's like, I thought the whole thing was evil's truck was always guarded. They couldn't. 
you know, get it near it to put the drugs on. Right. And they're loading up the, the casket with evil, air quotes, body, Jesse's body. Because they're going to go through with the plan. They're like, fuck. It you just know? doesn't make sense that they had to make everything look like it because they went through painstaking measures. We didn't mention it earlier. In that first jump he did in California, they're like, look at all of Evil's mobiles. And they had like the vi- yeah. various cars and everything. If you just had that shit, the people are going to look in there and be like, yeah, it's legit enough. I don't give a shit. They're right. not going to give a shit, <laughs> especially right. since Evil can Evil's dead. Right. So whatever. But uh yeah, they're they're just like watching as they they're like doing all the stuff. They're they're of course taking a casket and loading into one of the trailers and everything. So, yeah, so the plan is they they've got Well, see this is what made uh, made no sense because Oh, okay. What it was is he has his goons take the evil casket uh uh, truck, and then they, he said, uh, Leslie Nielsen says, get rid of Evil's truck because Evil's truck has all his tools and shit in the back, yeah. And that, and then, and they have Kate and Tommy are in the back too. That's right. So they're gonna just dump it in the desert of Mexico. That Smart. one. So uh, Evil. So the, the the I guess it's the one that has the drugs takes off with the casket. That's got to be it. Yeah. And then Evil's gonna come on and get he's gonna i guess rescue kate and tommy do you see kate and tommy being put in there i don't remember i remember them getting saved i don't remember seeing them get put in there i remember the casket i just remember that him and will are like here's the plan we're gonna go off on motorcycles but that might even be coming up in a minute here this this part's a blur i fell asleep when this part came on evil Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. You got it. No, that's okay. You what got happens it. is they load. This is a very exciting part, everybody. Stick, <laughs> yeah, stay well, tuned I'm, for this part. I know you're on the edge of your seat. Edge of your seat. They load Kate and um, Tommy onto Evil's truck. Leslie Nielsen apparently is going to go with it to supervise. Yes, of course. So the, the one that's left is the casket one. For sure. So Evil, like, comes up on that one and... Uh, Takes out some goons and shit. Yeah. And Will's going to go distract various other cars or something. This is a very confusing <laughs> yeah, scene. We, wow. We've watched this multiple well, I times. I think the whole point is it. evil shuts down this truck so it will never reach the border so our kids won't be poisoned by this Mexican drug. So that's basically the point of this scene. He takes care of the goons that were going to drive it and he locks them in the back of the truck with Jesse's corpse. Okay. And then now they're going to chase after Leslie Nielsen and, and his Porsche. His, yes. Yes. And his truck, Evil's truck that has Tommy and Kate in the back. Okay. Okay. I re- I do remember Will going after Millard and his Porsche and they notice him and they shoot him and we get to see Will rolling to his death down a uh, Well, yeah, because what happens is cuz they're like in the desert with all these hills and shit. So evil and will get the high ground and they're watching the truck come. So the the plan is originally evil's like, I'm going to take care of the Porsche with, with Millard. You take care of the, uh, the truck. And then yeah. will's like, I can't fucking catch, do that. I got to take care of the Porsche. I can't fight people. And he's like, here's a gun. Put it in your little crotch hole. Like Willie died in my wood. So he's like, I can't keep up with that truck. You got to do that. He was, he was like, fine, I'll do that. You take care of the Porsche. Yeah. So this is where, yeah, so then, yeah, because Will's job is to draw Leslie Nielsen off. Yeah. Because they get, got the guns. And he gets shot. 
Mill yeah. pulls over, checks on him, and she's like, that's one dad, Willie. Right. Well, no, he doesn't. I don't think he doesn't know who he is. He's just like, whatever, that guy's dead. Well, he he's just know. saying that as an expression, like a dead dead penis or a dead dick or a dead, you know, John. All we know is that Gene Kelly crashes, and he gets, did he get shot or did he get shot at? He got shot at, and he rolled over. Well, no, he went up a hill, and then he didn't know that the hills go down the other side, too. So he goes fucking crashes That's down the That's the weirdest thing the about hill. hills, yeah. And yeah. especially yeah. people like Gene Kelly who always talk about going uphill, downhill for school and everything. So Evil's job is to stop that truck that's got got uh, Tommy and Kate in it. So he, he's got he's got the whole place. It's, even though he's never been to Mexico in his life, he's got this whole area scoped out. He's got the high ground. Oh, right. So he goes up a hill. First of all, he goes past the truck. Yes. Goes up a hill. Gets on top of a tunnel. Happens to be a tunnel there. Happens to be a tunnel. Wiley, we see Wiley at Coyote. He's got the wet paintbrush. <laughs> and then the truck goes through the tunnel, and then Evo, Viva Canivo. He flies off of the top of that tunnel, lands perfectly on top of a moving truck. Heads up to the cab. Heads up to the cab. Just starts pulling shit. Oh, of course. Cameron Mitchell's like, what the fuck's going on? He gets out. He's like... We got a passenger starts trying to shoot up at him and It's everything. basically Raiders of the Lost Ark scene. Yup. Evil's just pulling shit. I think... Did he deactivate the brakes? I don't know what the fuck happened He's the just truck. pulling tubes. Because there's... <laughs> we've all driven by uh, trucks before. There's all those tubes hanging between the cab and the trailer. I thought what he originally was going to do was release the trailer from the semi. Like yep. he would, And then they would just take off. And then he... Something. Would, no. He just bullshit. No. And it works. The, the fucking... Cars, t- maybe it was the power steering. I don't know, but the, the, the guy loses control. Cameron yeah. Mitchell goes flying. He gets splattered on the side of the road. The car stops. The truck uh, stops. Yeah, the tr- truck has no choice but to park off the road. So, you know, during this whole thing, he hid, and the passenger came out, and he bopped him on the face, and so he's gone. So now it's just the driver who's pulled over. He gets out of the car, and he's like, what's happened here? And, of course, evil. He being so strong and full of alcohol, he's able to bop them like nothing. Goes in the back, releases uh, Tom and Katie, and the, the the Kate loves him now. That's well, the that's final, a, that's final fist step. up. That's no fist step. up. So that's what I'm working on. I told I told Kate I was going to take her on a trip, you know, to Florida. And what she doesn't know is that I'm actually going to be putting her in the back of a trailer, and I'm going to try to save her. Is there going to be cocaine in that? Tra- I'm going to be on cocaine. Oh God. Yeah, I'm going to have one of those beer funnel hats just full of cocaine. He's like, Tommy's like, where's my dad at? I don't know. I don't know. I'm fucking drunk. What do I know? I'll go. Don't worry. I'm going to go back and get him, son. You guys stay here. You hide out in those bushes there. So Kate and uh, Tommy go hide in the bushes. Evil goes back to check on. Well, yeah, I think he goes back to fucking check on Will, but then he gets intercepted by Leslie Nielsen and his Porsche because Leslie Nielsen is following the tr- the truck again. Yeah, this is the worst ending to a show. It ever. is so fucking convoluted. And I'm talking about our show. And so <laughs> evil fucking yeah, I meant our show. Evil fucking uh, draws Leslie Nielsen off. There happens to be a little Mexican town. This is very much like Rambo too, by the way. Because they're yes. putting this whole little town in danger. Yeah. And, of course, Miller. Well, is just well at least Evil Knievel didn't blow up the, the town like Rambo did. He was trying to. So we, cause we, it, we, we watched this movie to see. I mean, you got to remember, this is the 70s, the biggest decade for car chases. So yes. we got to have another car chase. I will all- say, I was impressed by this Porsche. This Porsche is going fucking off-road. 
And you think it would the axle would just rip off this fucking thing, but no, they're doing all this shit, dirt roads, driving around. There's all kinds of houses built into the countryside, so they form ramps. Yeah, there's ramps everywhere. Yeah. Evil goes, evil's little part, so he stops in the cantina for some tequila, destroys the fucking interior of this cantina. Yes, of course, and of course Hans in there shooting first. Exactly. And then Leslie Nielsen, like, parks outside of it, which gives another perfect ramp for Evil to jump out. So he comes out of the cantina, uses the Porsche as another jump. Millard has the associate in his car, so he gets flambasted. He, ah, so now it's just Millard in, you know, uh, in his car, and he's going to drive off back So home. that basically that scene was just there to fill some time and have some more stunt driving. There's yep. no point to this scene at all. They go up to a cliffside. It's getting to a hairpin turn. Evil takes it perfectly. The Porsche doesn't take it so yeah, well. Yeah, it barrel rolls down the, the thing. We get a, an awful, like, green screen of Leslie Nielsen and the guy, like, ah! Yeah. We get an awful Neil Breen explosion, on, like, fake explosion on the, uh, the Porsche. Porsche blows up. Evil just gleefully laughs as he sees men burn into their death. You should have done alcohol instead of drugs, you fucking idiots. Evil comes back. While that's happening, uh, Tommy's like hiding in there. He's like, hey, who is that? What is that? And he notices Will stumbling around. Goes, he's stumbling. He's drunk. Yeah. Even he recognizes his dad stumbling. It's like, but this is the thing. It's like whenever there's a drunk driver, the drunk driver always lives. And the same thing. It's with Will because his body is so loose that he doesn't even get hurt. It's loose as a goose. Right. And, yeah. and he's like, he's like, I'm fine, even though I'm a six-year-old man. How, how did I survive <laughs> this crash? But... Finally, he's like, I love you, son. I love you, dad. It's a beautiful moment. Evil shows up. Everyone says, we love you, evil. We cut to the sun. We cut back to evil's in the stadium. Well, evil's like, I still got a job to do. Right. We still got that jump. And we're cutting two over to the stadium. He fucking lands the jump. Double. Well, no, he. I think doesn't he just fly off? And then we cut to Eva, Viva, Eva. They don't even. It transitioned into the animation of him <laughs> yeah, landing, yeah. and then the credits. Beautiful. I woke up for this part. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. There you have it, people. The the, the true story of a Evil real American hero, Knievel. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he should be on the quarter. He should. God, he should be on a quarter. People keep talking about Harriet Tubman on the 20, but he looking evil on the 20. He almost looks like Andrew Jackson, so you don't got to do a lot of fucking... Just put some American flag shit on Andrew Jackson. It's evil can evil. Dude, I, I, I'm i into this idea. But never snort coke through that, because evil can evil is not a coke no, guy. No, don't do that. Now, if you somehow like turn it into a funnel and do shots Turn it into a straw to suck up some booze. Yeah, do that. good. Coke, no. no. Never, never drugs. Evil will cry. Yeah. Griff, next week, it's Easter. It's a special day. I, I can't remember. Are, are we Christians this week? We're very faithful. <laughs> sometimes we're Christians. Sometimes we're Satanists. Sometimes we're atheists. Sometimes we're agnostics. Well, Murray, I mean, we both ate Friday. or We we both ate fish on Friday, of course. Of course. Because we're good religious boys. We don't even uh, know. We're so good at religion, we just mend them all together. Right. Because we're trying to, uh, what do they call it, hedge our bets? Yeah. Is that what they call it? So we we go with all well, of Well, you're all about bets. So yeah. I am all about betting, and I'm betting my soul and spirit on every religion. So so since it's Easter, a very important day for Christians, we yeah. got to give you a Christian movie, don't oh, we? Oh, Cool Hand Luke. No, we're, nobody's eating any eggs. Okay. Uh, this movie, uh, it's a new movie. This movie came out in January. Wait, excuse me. 
we need to discuss these things. We're doing a modern movie yeah, on this podcast. Very modern. January it came out. January it's, of 2022. Well, I'm glad you said 2022, Griff, because you think 2022 is awful. Wait till 2025 happens. We, I mean, you think we're living in hell now? No freedom? No th- Imagine this, Griff. The year 2025. Communism has been instituted, Griff. Year 2025, Christianity has been outlawed in just three years, Griff. And you know what? I don't know why. Because the world has been enslaved by a virus. Oh. The COVID-19 virus is, is why in 2025 we will be enslaved by communism and all Christians must go underground. Mm. I discovered this movie. It's by, I, I, I'm going to say it right now, a future misunderstood genius. Yeah. Youth pastor Joshua Wesley, German, of course, the most Christian of all people. Germans, so much Christian, they, they kill Jews. So we're in for an experience. If you like action, you're probably not going to like this movie, unless you like seeing a girl eat cereal for five minutes. <laughs> but we're going to work our magic because it is the season of magic. It is Easter. It is the resurrection. Next week. 2025, the world enslaved by a virus. Be there, be square, keep it warm.